so. Um, so we're on the Palamacia. So we fell off the jetway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Saz and Vanille ripped at both of them, I guess. They didn't make it out of that room. Yeah. Saz uh, succeeded in not killing himself, only to be got by the power core <laughs> exploding in his face. It's the merman ending to Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't seen it. Oh, you should see it. Wait, do you see the merman? But uh, thankfully, we still have four par- uh, party members. They're living, aliving and thriving. Aliving and thriving. And they're, um, yeah, back up on the wing, I guess, because we do see these, like, I don't know, rudders that you'd see on a on a plane wing, kind of. On yeah. a plane wing, or perhaps a pod racer. That's true. They're, oh, indeed. Uh, it reminds me a lot of the um, the section that's exactly like this from Chrono Trigger, where you go out on the wing of the plane. It reminds me a lot of another type of pod, which is a podcast, which we are the every F and F F flavored podcast, and I'm F. Carl Germ. I'm Curtis. I'm Alex. And I think we're all pretty sleepy. I'm a little sleepy today. I have I'm had sorry. so much like Final Fantasy in my life the past week of just uh, th- these sections, like in terms of like plot and stuff going on, they're pretty short, I would say. But in terms of gameplay and getting around, there's a lot of encounters and a lot of area to travel that doesn't really have a whole lot to talk about. So like I'm halfway <laughs> through like a four and a half hour stream <laughs> of this section from what we started talking about on last week's episode. Yeah, this has been like probably the most uninterrupted uh, amount of gameplay, I guess. It's great. Or maybe not <laughs> un- 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 uninterrupted, but biggest ratio of gameplay to yeah. FMVs or cutscenes. It's beats. long. I did I did all of this chapter in one sitting. This plane's big. I, th- I thought I was going to be smart. I was like, I don't have to go to work till 7, so I'll start doing my homework at like 11.30. And like at a certain point, I was like, ooh, I got to wrap this up. I got to get to work. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I think this is the section where I did the same thing. And I was like, oh, it's a Sunday. We're going to be recording later. I can kind of just stream as long as I want and get as far as I want in Final Fantasy uh, 13. And then I got up to the boss and had one attempt at it. And then I was like, yeah, I'm not beating this boss today. Uh, (laughs) I got to record a podcast because Alex and Curtis are already waiting. I'm so excited to talk about the boss of this area. Me too. I've been excited to talk about the boss of this area since we started. Nice. Yeah. And, uh... Speaking of length, I feel like the Palamacia has like more floor space than Palampolum. You know what? It it makes me a little tired to look at it, to be honest with you. Because I imagine like working on the Palamacia and being like, oh, I just need to go over to the first thing I can see across the way. But I'm like, oh, that's so many feet away, though. That's so far. It's like basically down the block. It's like, just hey, to Jeff, walk, can you like, go uh, make copies of this? I'm like, all right, I'll see you in a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's a lot of floor space out on this wing right now. <laughs> You'd think there'd be like little um, like golf carts zooming around. Oh, you know what? There probably are. If I, I, I have to imagine there's probably something like that. Also, I would like to say while I'm, I'm looking right now, I'm watching footage of a battle taking place on the outside wing of the Palamasia. There are many trip and sprain hazards, and I don't do my OSHA training twice a year to not notice that like, <laughs> that is not safe workplace environment right there. I don't think this is meant to be uh, traversed on foot very much. That's why yeah, there's only think- flying enemies. <laughs> Only flying enemies and perhaps some robots. <laughs> <laughs> but much like us, the uh, wind is dying down, Hope says. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and Lightning points out, yeah, it's stopping and we're decelerating. Like, they are up to something. Like, yeah, because last week we saw, heard Code White, which shut down everything and just, I guess, just parked the Palamacia, which is part of the big plan. Where was it headed? I think it's... I assume that it's on a glide time now where, like, you can technically lose all the engines in an airplane and you still have a glider at least. I'm kind of like just I, floating on the seas. Yeah, it might be glide Yeah, isn't time. that a thing that can happen and then, like, you can, like, get refueled up and shit? Like, mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know. That's, I'm that's not why, a like, uh, an engine failure is very, very rarely the cause of a plane crash. It can be, like, Thing that happens along the way or whatever, but if it's just engines or whatever, then it's like okay, well, we'll just have to put it down somewhere. That um, reminds me of an episode of uh, The Girls Next Door, which my fiance has been watching and I've been watching with her, which is the show about Hugh Hefner's girlfriends, which is <sighs> a very, very interesting time capsule to go back and watch. And all the girlfriends are pretty kick ass, and Hugh Hefner was fucking like awful, of course. But um, <laughs> uh, they were in Alaska, where one of them is from. And they had to take, like, a plane to get to, like, a section of town that they, like, could not get to otherwise. And uh, the one was, like, terrified of flying, and it was this very small plane and everything. Yeah. I think it was one of the ones that, like, lands on the on the, uh, on the the water and shit. And the engine fails during it, and the, and the pilot's just like, hey, just so you guys know, the engine failed, but everything's fine. Don't worry about it. It was just like, oh, my God. It was, like, worst-case scenario. <laughs> Yeah, that would like don't get me wrong, even after saying that like right now if I were on a plane and that happened, I would not find I would not take any solace in the fact that like that isn't the worst thing that could happen. I would be like, "Oh my god, I'm going to die." You're like, "For me personally, this is the worst thing that can happen." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing can possibly go wrong. <laughs> but I I suspect the Palmetto is just kind of floating midair. It just seems like like that kind of plane. I think in the data yeah. logs, didn't it say that this, um, maybe it's the Palamacia, maybe I'm thinking of the Lindblom. It might be the Lindblom where it, like, it doesn't actually have any, like, like the, the sky is just its, like, jurisdiction. Like, it doesn't have a specific, like, city or anything. Yeah. It's just like, no, we're just constantly patrolling the sky. That's the Lindblom, I believe, where it said, like, it doesn't, um, it doesn't make dock anywhere. Yeah, and I think since this is yeah. like a sky fleet, I would imagine it's the same sort of thing. So it might not Maybe necessarily so. be heading anywhere or have any particular destination. It could kind of just be like, you know, the the uh, the space station or something. It's just there. <laughs> <laughs> just there because it's cool. <laughs> just like the space station. Who even knows if it can land anywhere? <laughs> but it has two giant thrusters, so I think it just kind of just floats. But either way, we're decelerating. We're decelerating. Um, and uh, yeah, Lightning suspects, like, are they up to something? And Snow's like, I don't know. Could it just be good luck? <laughs> and of course, immediately uh, a bunch of uh, doors on the, I guess, on the floor of the wing just open up. Maybe vents and a bunch of Vespids come pouring out. And Fang is like, that looks a lot more like bad luck. And it's like, yeah, you've got a point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Lightning's yeah, like, not to me. That that we can do something about. Which is, okay. I don't know what I mean, this, this whole conversation is about. It's, I think it's it's set up to make lightning sound cool, and she does sound cool. Don't get me wrong. It's like I don't know like why the the plane decelerating means good luck, unless it just means it's easier to get run around outside. <laughs> <laughs> You're already outside the plane while it was moving, so I and we were enjoying the wind. 
Yeah, everyone knows that in video games, the way physics works on planes is as long as you don't go too fast with a spin move and then jump off of the wings of Tails' plane, he can then <laughs> fly fast enough to catch you on the wing and you're totally fine. <laughs> of course. Yeah, we have just a bunch of walls now that are kind of the, the basically the, the flipper slash air brakes are just uh, kind of making faux walls between us and the area in front of us. They also make... Um not bridges, but kind of like stairs we can take up and down to get some hidden items. Right. There are some like large kind of rectangular shafts that go up and down to like releasing air or something like that. that yeah. Oh, yeah. I know what you're, I'm sorry. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. You're talking about the, the breaks. Yeah. The, the, it looks, it looks super cool. It's a, it's a very cool looking area and like fun to traverse. Well, I guess I'd use fun lightly. Um, cause it's, it's still more interesting. Empty. Than yeah. Interesting is the yeah. word. Um, there's a, a couple of places where you can get like to a lower level on that platform that Alex was talking about. And like in one of them, I saw a tre- uh, treasure chest there and I was like, sick i i i'm gonna have to look at all of these and then i was just running around a bunch and not finding anything and i was just like like two or something like that yeah and i was like well shit like this is just a whole lot of running through a big thing which i guess in terms of immersion it's kind of cool but in terms of like gameplay and again i was probably just burnt out at this point because i'd been playing for like three hours at this (laughs) point but I was just like, okay, I can just... This is the part of the game where I saw a shit ton of enemies in the distance, and I was like, I'm not going to kill all of them, because I simply do not yeah. want to. So I did go after every enemy on the entire <laughs> thing, and I game over a bunch, actually. Yep. Like, wow. oddly often, and I was like, what the hell? I already know these enemies. I've fought these enemies before. Why am I losing? This is crazy. And it's there's just a that, couple like, of brutal combos here. There's some combos that are just fucking so hard. The Vespids and the Vikings and Dragoons and... Uh... Yeah, the one that kept getting me, which was difficult to uh, avoid at all, was the uh, double Dragoon and a Viking. That one's uh, tough. That one's tough. I think there was one point where I had launched um, like the Viking and one of the Dragoons dragoon shot like the tiny little missiles at me and it just hit lightning when she was in the air and like <laughs> killed her and she just like fell into a game over and I was just like, well, fuck, dude, this sucks. Wally <laughs> <Well>, like Coyote style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She holds up a sign that just says, uh-oh, as she's falling. <laughs> there's a uh, there's a battle toward the end of this area. There's like... um. Some dragoons protecting a item chest. And when you engage with them, like two or three more dragoons fly in real quick to to fight with you. And you end up fighting like four or five of them at once. Uh I died on that one maybe three times. I think, is that the one where there's like the chest like kind of in the corner down like far down on the wing? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Because it's pretty funny. You can actually run up to that chest, or at least I could, and then turn around and see the Dragoons, and they're, like, stuck by an invisible wall. Really? Yeah, they're just stuck by an invisible wall and just kind of, like, (laughs) floating around, and you're just standing there. And, like, you can't get past them because they're fast enough that they'll catch you once you go past them. Or it's, like, the the boundary of them, maybe? Their boundary of their, like... Are they still trying to get to you? Oh, yeah, they're still trying to get to you. Oh, cool. But um, you're just like stuck in a corner and they're not quite reaching you. And it's very funny. <laughs> that is funny. I wonder if like um, if you pop a Deceptisol while enemies see you, do they lose track of you immediately? Oh, that's a good question. I tried using a Deceptisol to access a, a chest and it did not work. So I'm, not, I'm assuming you're that still in the battle zone in the area. S- they still like gives you the warning, but they won't like uh, charge, yeah. you, uh, charge you, I think. So, yeah, yeah, it's still like in caution mode, so I'm not sure. 
I, I thought about it a couple times here, but like I still, even to this point of the game, only have like three Deceptisol. So I was like, eh, I better save it. So it's it's interesting that you say that, Curtis, because did we talk about the Deceptisol trick at all? I don't think so. Are you familiar with it? What they do in the speed run? No. So uh, a thing that they do in the speed run, which is really nice, is they pop a Deceptisol. And with the Deceptisol, you have 30 seconds before it runs out. So you can kind of just run past enemies and then run far enough past like hard to get through enemies to then get on like the other side of the spawn and then double back and encounter them and immediately hit retry. And the game, when you do retry, gives you back your Deceptisol. So you used it for what you need it for. And then you just, if you don't like win that battle, then you just get it back. Oh, wow. Look at that. So it's it resets kinda, yeah. the counter. That's cool. Yeah, exactly. So it's, um, it's very abusable. And it's uh, like the ATV refresh. Yeah. It, it's like a <laughs> similar sort of refresh. Thing. Or, to me, it kind of reminds me of in Final Fantasy VII when you have a W item and you can just reset the counter because the game is just like, oh, well, they already used right, one, right. but we need to give it back. But you can stack it in a way that it's just like you can just hit confirm and then cancel, confirm, cancel to continually <laughs> get the one back, like uncapped. That's awesome. Yeah. So I did not really use that uh, too much. There was, I think there were points where there was like battles where it ended up not even really helping me. It was in a later section, but I was like, okay, let me just do this. And I was able to do that, but I still had to kill the enemies anyway to activate a switch. And it was just like, I tried doing it because I killed them and then didn't activate the switch and then walked away. And then when I got back, they had respawned and I was just like, well, shit. Yep. 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 They do be respawning quite oh, yeah. often here. The the one battle that I just skipped was like a shit ton of Vespids just like on a lower platform. And I was just like, yeah, I don't, I, I got yeah. nothing to prove to these guys. They, they're not blocking anything. The thing about like, the Vespids is that they're not hard to kill. They just have that fucking Ariaga or Ariora or whatever. And it does so yeah. much damage. It takes so much time up. There's like a giant group of like deck drones on the lower level too. There is. There's like six of them just hanging out and they like are just off to their like they're off on their own. They're not fucking with you, but you can run over there and fight them. I like. Yeah, there's like for kind of the simplicity of this area. I like that there's a lot of different kind of little areas you can kind of yeah. climb in and still see everything. Like there's a part where like after that big first wave of uh, deck drones, you kind of go up onto like a wall partition where there's a save mm-hmm. point and then you go over to the second half. Yeah. But you can actually walk along the wall too, like a chest. Yeah, um, yeah. When there's, which I almost missed because I was like, my instinct was just to keep going forward. It's neat. Yeah, I, for, I forgot what's at the end there. Yeah, I usually, whenever it's like some kind of like significant item, I'll write it down, but I don't believe I wrote anything down for this one. Oh, that was, yeah, that was the one that was 13 barbed tails, which, uh, I, I'm 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 really bad at knowing what the good um, upgrade materials are, but I think 13 of something like that is probably, it could be significant. Final Fantasy 13 barbed tails? 13 barbed tails. Oh my I think it's cool that they just like keep drops in bulk on some of these areas. <laughs> Final Fantasy 13 2, barbs tail. <laughs> um, it's also important just to remember that uh, it is playing like hard ass techno music the whole time we're doing this. Oh, yeah, we're still yeah. in uh, the fires of fate that, uh, that drum and bass, liquid drum and bass, drum and bass thing yeah. going. Wow. Oh yeah, that's the one with the uh, the cool like techno intro that goes into the battle theme, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, real good. Be a, it might be a key chain, a different key than the original one. Like, I don't remember. I'll have to compare them. But uh, let's see here. Anything else about this area? I mean, once we get to the very end of the area, we encounter yeah. a familiar type that we haven't seen since the uh, the mall. Since the mall, since um, 
Oh yeah. How was friend. that place called? Gates of Antiquity. The Gates, Gates of, of Antiquity. Antiquity. Gates of Antiquity Mall. Uh yeah, so we we kind of come up on um uh, I'd call it a clearing like we're like kind of about off to turn a corner, wing. right? Yeah, we're like kind of getting ready to turn a corner back into the It almost looks like there's like a a bay or something, right? Yeah. Like, uh, kind yeah. of like a loading bay or something on onto our left, but immediately from the distance we get a charged by what looks I guess it's like a Garuda type, but it's instead of being a the first one looked almost like a manta ray or something. This one looks like it's just a big, massive yellow flesh with a bunch of like clothes hangers sticking off of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like some science experiment, like conductors, like electricity to shock you things. This is made of silly putty and uh, paper clips. It reminded me of, do you guys remember those toys? I don't even know what like they were for. They were like a science toy that had like a, almost like a top in the middle of it. Yep. It was like, a I, I was trying, I was thinking like, exactly that. Wrist. Yeah. Yep. I don't even know what the fuck to, to Google to figure out what that thing's called. Hopefully people listening will be like, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> you like spread your fingers out a little bit and it makes the top spin away from you when oh, you close yeah. it and it makes it spin toward you. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. I was just thinking about those yesterday. I was trying I was thinking about that because of how the cat was sleeping on my legs. <laughs> and I was like, if I spread my legs out, he'll come closer. But if I put him clo- close together, he'll move forward. Um, magnetic gyro wheel. <laughs> a magnetic gyro wheel. So light, how you figure this makes us lucky? Because when we kill it, we're one step closer to Vanille. How's that? Well, when you put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Ever the optimist when death is involved, when murder is involved. <laughs> there is, if there's one thing lightning loves, it is death and murder. <laughs> I guess those are two things, but you know what I mean? But yeah, um, we're in a fight with... Uh, the Kalavinka Striker. Kalavinka. Kalavinka. Yeah. Sounds like a Soul Calibur name. Kalavinka. Kalavinka. But yeah, this is very uh, electric heavy, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's got hella electricity uh, blasting off of it. Now, I don't know about y'all. I annihilated this sucker. <laughs> yeah, this thing was very easy. Yeah. Um, with, for good reason, because, spoiler, we're going to have to fight another one that is... Yeah, yeah. Or maybe this one, I can't remember if it just flies away and then comes back and is, for some reason, much stronger. No, this one's dead as hell. <laughs> okay, yeah, so we kill the shit out of this one. Yeah, with uh, Fang, like, doing slow and curse, this thing doesn't stand a chance. If we're just... Yeah, yeah, slow and curse both work on it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just don't use, like, electric powers, because I guess it absorbs that. Yeah, unless you do in peril, which I think we might not even have access to, now that I'm thinking about it. Mm, yeah, right now we don't. I think it's a gross color. You get a real yeah. good, good look at its uh, second mouth on his ass. Oh, the the, the toothy New mouth. meaning to eating ass. This, <laughs> this ass. Yeah, I think we made that joke last time. This ass yeah, does, eat, does the eating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does fly off, um, which, but it doesn't get vaporized. So we. I don't think it flies cuts. off. It. Oh yeah, it its falls lifeless to the body and scrapes gets, along like, the side and gets blown away. I was really hoping that it would be like get sucked into like the the turbine blade, like uh, Sherry Bobbins, and like, <laughs> just like cause an explosion that makes the Palamacia start like rapidly, <laughs> like just diving towards the earth. Oh yeah, and this is when we see a second one come flying in. With you definitely get like a good look at it. it's kind of gross, kind of uh, tooth butt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it has a Cenobite smile on it. Oh, I see. Yeah. There's a ton of writing on it as well, I'm noticing. Yeah, it's yes, probably just more... it says... Uh, hold on, I wrote it down. Oh, did you? You did some translating? I did. It says, Cocoon's Vault Dragon. Nice. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, 
Just written right on there. <laughs> yep. A volt dragon. Yeah, the Zapdos. <laughs> it is the Zapdos of Cocoon. It's like... <laughs> the worst of the three birds. <laughs> uh, this is one of the cutscenes where it looks like Snow is very involved in the fights, but he has not been. Yeah, he's not. Oh, he, yeah. He does. I do like that Um, every scene since we've been like aboard the Lindblom for the second time every time snow says something he like looks at hope for like approval he's like right buddy <laughs> it's like when you're showing your friend a movie that you really like and a funny part's coming up you like glance yeah, over at them yeah, to see if they're laughing, if they're laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and i like that he does it again like he says like he has his little like silly uh like dialogue where he's like oh boy we just keep getting luckier or whatever and i yeah, he goes one so big happy fat I stroke of luck after another yeah, and he looks at he looks at Hope like, huh? I'm so happy huh? I could cry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. He's just, <laughs> he needs that approval. I respect it. It'd be funny if he just pulled a Titus and was just like, yeah, and stay up there. Like after he <laughs> didn't see more flex or whatever. It's like, dude, you didn't do anything. You just tried impressing Hope by flexing. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, like, he's a big man. That would impress me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He looks yeah. like he's like six four or something or six five or something like, he's like five, six, seven, seven. Something. yeah i think he's six seven i think we should just say that he gets taller every episode <laughs> he's six, kind of like how i've been calling it. seven foot one it's like, it's like job with his suit you know it's like fifty dollars thousand dollars this suit. is a fourteen hundred dollar suit <laughs> <laughs> i think the talking heads should have made uh their suit a little bit bigger every single show just a tiny bit so you can see it like evolve over time <laughs> yeah so you can uh, chronologically know like when each photo was taken. Yeah, when what each show was. If we ever go on tour um, for like a, a, an extended amount of time, we could do that. <laughs> Get gradually bigger and bigger. Or seats. Stop Making Sense podcast tour. <laughs> <laughs> they should implement the World of Final Fantasy tactics so you can just uh, have hope on top of snow and they can combine <laughs> their uh, skills. That's for the, um, we haven't gotten to that mechanic yet because it's a little later. I think it's in like chapter, it's past chapter 10, but uh, that's the chicken fighting uh, battle system. That So we oh, have yeah. the three-way battles. We also get the chicken fight where... You have to unlock the chicken roll, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> you can unlock the top and the bottom rolls. Uh, I, <laughs> I will say that we're like breezing through that battle a little bit as far as description goes, but that is for a good reason because like you said, we're going to fight another one and that first one didn't have access to all of its skills. Yeah, so like it was a baby one, I assume. Yeah. But in the middle of getting ready to fight it, something else happens. Uh, once again, we uh, I feel like we're just missing context, but uh, <laughs> Saz yeah. and Vanille come busting out of the wall. <laughs> Here's the question. So I, I wrote in my notes, right? Do Saz and Vanille come busting out of the wall or... Does the chocobo chick knock down the whole wall? Because I wrote, I was like, are we to assume that the chocobo chick did that? Because the wall next to us blows up and the chocobo chick comes flying out. And it looks all triumphant. It's like, yeah. And I'm yeah, like, it looks real good. What powers lie in that thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't know what happened in there. Like, this is actually kind of like my complaint about the beginning of last episode when like we see Saz of Anil like back to normal. Like, I feel like there was like a whole like, kind of wrap up arc to like them their relationship that was just kind of glossed over <laughs> yeah, yeah like yeah. the resolution is that vanille explained that everything's gonna be fine to Saz because of he just told the truth and then now everything's fine yeah Saz got his hand bitten off by a seal and now has to wear a hook for a hand but that was done between episodes so <laughs> <laughs> but the same not not quite as uh important but just yeah assuming they just they somehow fought their way out of that uh engine room and now are on the wing, which means the entry room is 
I guess, pretty close to the outside hull. Either that or, like, there is an entire, like, chunk of time that we just did not get to experience with Saz and Vanille. Yeah, which is particularly weird because, like, we've been zapping back and forth between the two parties, so. Yeah. But I guess they were like, we don't feel like balancing the enemies for a three-person team with multiple, uh, like, four <laughs> ATB bars or whatever versus these two who only have... Well, I guess Saz has four now, but... Yeah. I Looking do- through the scripts, they're is evidence of like a lot of deleted scenes throughout the game. I would not be surprised uh, if they wanted to like trim off the fat of this chapter because it's sure. long. It's long. It's like, yeah. let's get, when are they going to get to the Pope? <laughs> <laughs> when but, are uh, they going to get to the Pope mobile? <laughs> so our party is finally united, right? Like Vanille and Saz meet the rest of the gang. I was after- really hyped about this because like, I was like, oh shit, Vanille and Fang are going to see each other for the first time in, in days. Yeah, They're basically yeah, yeah. like two weeks, right? Cause and they, they, they do shout each other's name. They're like, oh, Fang, Vanille, there you are, or whatever. Yeah. And then I like that, like, Snow is looking in the direction of, like, Vanille and Saz and them and goes, there you are. And Saz is like, oh, you missed me? And Saz he's like, like, not oh, you. Hey, <laughs> hey buddy, good to see you again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When's the last time that Saz saw Snow? That was probably him trying to dig out Sarah, right? Yeah, yeah. Damn. Yeah, he just so like, like there you July, are. holy shit! <laughs> yes, yeah, because the uh, the Calvinka striker, the second one, is, is zooming in on us, and that's what Snow's pointing at. Yeah. And we get into another battle with one, but we still have our same party, though. We still have our same party, which is funny. That I feel like we should have like kind of switched up because we have our new party members. I thought that would be more. It would make sense. interesting. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But it's basically a, a two phased fight. Yeah. And yeah. it's still not hard. That's the thing. It's still pretty easy, but it does have access to one incredibly devastating attack that it did pop off right in the middle of the battle and took everyone down into critical health. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the name of that attack? Um, I don't, but I do have the power of God and anime and the fandom on my side. Let's see. <laughs> we have we crowdsourced I- this. I, I'm I'm trying to remember um, if it was this fight where it seemed like there was almost like a percentage based attack where oh is it Hellstorm Bolt perhaps Hellstorm Bolt yeah yeah not to be confused with the Ballroom Blitz <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it, it's it's not that bad it I feel like for casual play I don't know if there's like fast enough way to like beat it before it brings out Hellstorm Bolt. But if you have full HP, you'd be fine. Um, it has higher chain resistance as well in the second match. Oh, yeah. The first time through, I was looking at the numbers. Every single spell I was casting was doing 6 or 7%. I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> like it builds, <laughs> You build chain on it so fast. Nice. But it has a higher resistance now, too. So, yeah, it's just a, a rematch. with. It's just tougher now. Yeah, yeah. the big brother came to, to stick up for his little brother whose ass you just kicked. Yeah. But it's it's still not bad though. It's still pretty easy. Yeah. And we, then we get two um like talisman items for beating these bosses. The blessed talisman. Blessed. Which gives you auto faith. Which seems pretty good. I think that only is active at the start of a battle, right? Yeah, yeah. So it'll wear it off, but um, you know, that that's keeps one move of a setup down. Right. I think that would actually probably be worth popping on. It might be. Especially compared to if you haven't leveled anything up, you get like a 10% increase on something and like, <laughs> like right. poison resist or whatever. It's like, right. Yeah. So I'm very used to um, most fights, things getting vaporized if we kill them for good. Like the Manosphine Warmech, we only saw it fall over the side of the bridge because we get to fight it again in like two chapters, right? Right. Yeah. Right. This one, like, we it's actually both of these, we don't see turn to dust. 
in either of the cutscenes or in the battle. So I was like getting real suspicious. Yeah. When this one didn't turn to dust, but it does like just flop on the ground. And then my like, wait, why isn't it turning into fireflies? <laughs> <laughs> why, why isn't it red shifting and then slowly vibrating and then becoming pixels? And turning explodes into verts. <laughs> but now we have like a proper reunion now. Uh, mm-hmm. Vanille and Fang like run over each other and give each other a big old hug. It's really cute. There's yeah. a there's a funny uh, part here where uh, the first thing that Fang does because she's obviously very concerned about Vanille and we know what we know about the brands is she immediately takes a look at her brand, which is if we remember from early on in the game, <laughs> Vanille's is kind of like on her hip, like kind of yeah. up towards her butt. So she just like does that and like Saz is like standing there, I think, and he like looks away and he like covers his eyes. He's like, oh, and yeah, he's like, oh, what's Every, going? Everyone's yeah. just kind of like very snows is, like trying to look uninterested and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It feels very, uh, yeah, like entendre. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right. So, like, reverting to my girlfriend immediately getting on my knees. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Things are escalating very fast. But yeah, just check out her ass. Lightning's reaction is really good. She's kind of just standing there bored and sees it happen. And she just, like, moves her head slightly to the side, like, unchanged face. She's also the only one who knows why maybe she's yeah. checking on Oh, yeah. Because yeah, kind of she's like... looking back and forth, like, what, what, what's up, boys? Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Camp gals just, like, check each other's butts <laughs> oh my god lightning look at her butt <laughs> not even uh, close <laughs> <laughs> yeah but as this is happening um vanille tries to you know I, I i'm assuming talking about her um her focus she says there's there's something i need to tell you and uh fang just like hugs her and he's like you still got time like making me worry like that we'll talk later missy yeah yeah she's like you don't have to completely piss the shit out of me like piss me off beyond any kind of comprehension uh right now mm-hmm yeah, Saz kind of he, he Saz is like viewing them uh, having their reunion or whatever, and and Snow looks at Saz and he's like, "What's wrong?" And he's like, "Oh, n- nothing," which like I assume is because he's just gone on this giant chase, like a, a worldwide adventure with like Vanille and like it's, he's still in the middle of his like. I assumed it was because he's gone from like having no hope to live at all to now, you know knowing that maybe there is some hope with uh everything going yeah. on with dodge and yeah, like sure. he's just kind of stuck in his own thoughts and he's like okay like they came back from crystal they're finally reuniting maybe i'll be able to reunite with dodge soon like we can maybe make this work and then i'm wondering <laughs> also if it is like him because it, it goes between fang and vanille and then just him kind of thinking about it i think he's just still thinking about dodge and like still has some residual just hatred for like pulse like you two are like yeah. responsible and stuff like he's probably still still internalizing and also probably has to talk himself out of like no this is not this like is yeah not they the- they are technically the reason that all this shit happened to dodge but it's way more complicated than that as like, safe I've to seen. say that his inner world is certainly a land of contrast at this point yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a he's got a belly ache. He's got a tummy ache. He's got a tummy ache, but he is being so brave about it. <laughs> he's being so strong. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Saz is like, so uh, what's on the agenda? And Snow is just like toppling the sanctum. <laughs> he like punches his hand and stuff to be like, yeah. And then Saz yeah. is like, no, I mean like, really, what are we doing? And he's <laughs> yeah. like, he's serious. We're gonna take down the sanctum and give Cocoon back to the people. I mean, don't you remember on Vile Peaks the last time they saw? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm still, I'm still like, on no, my I'm still, that's, I'm still doing that. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, that plan like, has yeah. not changed. <laughs> It's gotten slightly less stupid, maybe, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hope says if we pull this off, it'll be a miracle. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, like the party has their little back and forth, their funny Josh Whedon things that they say. Yeah, to good each thing other, right? Lady Luck's on our side. Like more about the, you know, yeah. Luck. 
And then um, another a, striker uh, comes flying in, right? A blue striker comes flying in this time. Oh, is, this looks kind of more akin to the one we fought back. Maybe so. Yeah, this is the Articuno. <laughs> I appreciate that. But as we see them, you know, everyone's kind of squaring up and getting ready to fight. And obviously these ones look a lot tougher than the ones that we just made short work of. Except and for Fang and Vanille, who seem yeah, to Fang, have a plan. Fang says, uh, check this out. A miracle. Grand Pulse style. Vanille, go fish. <laughs> Oh, it is the same one. It's uh, is there's it? only two. There's only two variants, and uh, it's oh, the, okay. this is basically the same. Is that the one that Snow and Hope had to fight? No, this is the same one we fought at the gates. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Same, same, yeah. same color and everything. Oh, wow. oh, wow, nice. Yeah, it's familiar. So we know we can take it down easy. But uh, <laughs> go fish, Vanille does. Indeed, and, she uh, does. She says, "Got it." It makes sense of her weapon now a little bit because, like, what the fuck is her weapon, right? We're always not like it's like four fishing lines. Yeah, when she had the uh, commando in in the early game and was able to use attack, yeah, um, yeah. it it threw out those like fishing lines. Um, So one of them kind of swoops down past um, Fang and Vanille. Fang kind of like got its attention and and drew it in. And uh, Vanille just throws out those lines and it like hooks into it. And Fang jumps up and does she like sonic grind onto it? Or I think she just jumps onto it, right? She just jumps onto it, yeah. She's a dragoon, so she can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. It would have been a lot cooler if she did the uh the, the <laughs> Final Fantasy X slash Sonic Adventure 2 grinding. You're right, right. It makes me curious about A, like how heavy is Vanille because it immediately gets swing like held yeah, back. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like, if she caught that thing and it has all that inertia flying, it should have just ripped her off the wing. She's extremely strong. Yeah, just fucking wild. <laughs> She's got her mag boots from Pulse or whatever. <laughs> yeah, the fucking ADP or whatever. I actually, right. I kind of do like this a little bit though because like once it, it gives a little context for like why Vanille's weapon is so weird and why it does what it does. But it also like, since we haven't seen Pulse, it makes me feel like I kind of know what to expect a little more. I'm like, okay, so they're a like, like how do you like uh you know like in Dune with the hooks or whatever like the yeah, yeah. The hook. it's kind of like okay they they're living off the earth more than they're living off the earth more they have uh we kind of get to see a little bit of nature. pulse like culture yeah, yeah firsthand yeah but yeah like this is just part of their like ritual <laughs> like you know yeah. like i mean if they are thousands of years old I mean, it's kind of comparable to like hunting mastodons and whatever like yeah this is part of just things we do every once in a while and we've gotten pretty good at this is them uses waiting this. for the bus <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say she uses this to to mount the shy halud yeah she does her like yeah big just freaking jump and spears it down also implying that she's quite heavy yeah <laughs> at least a lot of downward force it's that dra- dragoon strike it's know? a reverse of launch yeah yeah d launch <laughs> um, but uh yeah everyone i guess they, they've basically subdued it like they've uh and everyone goes running over to the Garuda. Yeah, and everybody jumps on it, and we start riding it around. Well, before that, oh, sorry, much like the last time we saw this Garuda and beat it, there's this suspicious-looking owl looking over them. Yeah. <gasps> That's also true. Yeah, we see that fucking owl. Which is similar that we saw it the last time we fought this Garuda. And um, it seems um, it seems like mechanical as well, um, so we can assume some sort of sanctum tie. Make some noises. Yeah, it's it's, it's ring, looking ring. around, and, and we can kind of hear robot noises. Yeah. It's a cool-looking bird. It's yeah. got, like, either long ears or kind of look that looks like a scarf design on its front. Yeah, it yeah. looks really nice. Covering its emblem, so we don't know who it, what it, where its... Uh, allegiance. Where its allegiance yeah. lies. Yeah. 
But we've like, we don't see it arrive, only that it's there when we're taking off and flying around on the striker or whatever. I mean, someone's been watching us. Someone's been watching us. Right. It's probably a friend of theirs. Yeah. (laughs) But I do, that's only the second time we've seen it, right? Yes, I think so. I was, I was remembering back to us seeing like a strange bird in Bodum, but I think that might have had more to do with, uh, that's just a normal bird. I think that was, yeah. That's just a, that's just a bird bird. That's not a, a robot bird exactly <laughs> that's not a you know one of those doorbell spying doorbell birds yeah yeah one of the ring doorbells but um now we do get to uh see a cool cut scene of us our, our whole party flying along on one of these things it's very silly but yeah we from the side of uh the palamecia we see this real goofy uh Riding adventure, everyone's piled on top of the real cartoony. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like Saz is holding on to one of like the fins or like the spikes on it. He's he's, he's doing a Tom Cruise in that one Mission Impossible <laughs> where they strapped into the side of the plane. Chukabachik is holding on as well for his dear life. That's so cute. <laughs> uh, I guess Fang is like just steering it with the spear. Oh yeah, that makes sense. It's like yeah. the the way you control a boat or something but yeah Saz is like or it's a way you control the robots in freaking like Horizon where he's like tapped right into their fucking spine <laughs> yeah it's like an av- avatar with the the ponytails sticking your dick <laughs> in the ponytail or whatever I guess that um everybody on the entire ship knows exactly where we are too because all the guns start firing at us on the Balamasia. This is very like Avatar meets Star Wars right now because it's just... I would like to remind everyone that Cocoon is an inverted sphere so if you fire at somebody and you miss and you're in the middle of the sphere that bullet will find the ground. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's okay. Every bullet's a foul C so it'll uh, it'll (laughs) brace. That makes me feel way better about my accuracy in Halo games because uh, it's yeah, pretty much yeah. the same logic <laughs> for uh you know if you shoot like kind of vertically at least yeah um, Saz is was like, like whipping around like crazy it's like ridiculous like i don't <laughs> even know how he has a grip for that but it's uh it's pretty silly <laughs> but yeah um, he's doing uh he's doing okay so the uh the calvinka striker kind of like uh, I guess it's not the same one, but whatever. The striker kind of like bobs and weaves through the uh, through the fire, oh, and, and it um, opens up its own like. I guess it like shoots a laser out of its mouth, or like lightning out of its mouth. It basically breathes fire. We saw that briefly when we were uh, under attack by. That's it. right. That's right. And it hits the um, much like Game of Thrones. Yeah, and it hits the hull of the Palamasia and then uh, doubles back around and the party's like, looks like it's about time to jump and they jump into the hole. Looks like we're going to have to yeah, jump. Yeah. <laughs> Did we go over like what they were like riffing while they were on the back of this? Like, oh, no. Things no, 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 like, yeah. believe in Lady Luck now? <laughs> yeah, Saz says, yeah, Lady Bad Luck, which is like Lady Bad real, Luck. Real boots. fucking R.L. Stein levels of writing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, come on. Oh, yeah, what's the Japanese one say? I'm curious. Son de Monet. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's not a word. But we hear a little voiceover of Vanille as we jump into that hole that we, yeah, we just jump off the the Garuda. <laughs> I just looked up I looked up what Tone de Monet means. It just means outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> Absurd. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> outrageous. <laughs> but yeah, we hear Vanille. I had my doubts. But I also believed that if we stuck together, somehow we could change our fate. Everything's looking up right now. Yeah. Nothing but good times ahead. 
Actually, it is kind of like a nice um, California. <laughs> <laughs> it is like we we're saying, like with the last episode, like um, we finally feel a little empowered for the first time, and now all of our party members are back together, and we all have like a singular mission, and it feels very like, oh, here we go, we're gonna stick it to the fucking Primark and fuck Hell this yeah. dude up. Now that we like, you know, there's hope for our friends who are crystallized. Uh, right, right. We, we have motivation to keep going forward. We're like, we got to fulfill our focus so we can get to see them again and all that shit. Yeah, we we got up and nothing gets us down. We got it <laughs> tough, but we've seen the toughest around. <laughs> Don't you see me standing here? I got my back against the wrecking machine. <laughs> <laughs> just anytime I hear jump now, I just immediately have the, the fucking synth intro in my head. <laughs> so them all jumping in was really, really nice with that in my brain so we jump into the senate yeah, well, we, yeah. We, jump into, we jump into the um the palamacia and the area in which we land is incredibly cool but also i feel like not incredibly functional from a day-to-day use perspective mm-hmm. it actually would be quite annoying to have to work in yeah oh yeah uh yeah it's like an array of diamond shaped platforms yeah we're not we're not hallway right there are it's a yeah, it's a giant kind of diagonally like this is the very a roundabout way of the diagonal elevator section. Yeah, which which is always means something intense is coming up. Or I guess that's <laughs> also or, if, or you're going up and down from Junon, but <laughs> instead of it being an elevator, it's just a very long series of stairs that go into different landings. Yeah, yeah. So maybe it's a convention center or something, and there's like different. Uh, yeah, and, seems and, like it would be useful if there was like, I guess like an army that's trying to like attack i mean that's essentially what we are right now like a small I'm army guessing because this is we'll find out is right outside the like control room it's just like just lots of like i guess ways to prevent unwanted people coming in and out all willy-nilly straight but give not to give people a straight shot to the control room yeah i guess they, yeah. they can kind of control people going in and out or like if you need to escort someone through while someone else is coming down you can have them go up a different way while the Primark's going up another way. I don't know. There's, there's, <laughs> yeah, there's you know, some like, roundabout explanation the for The place it. that I don't think anyone would ever have to get too quickly on an airship would be like, <laughs> yeah, the, the bridge. <laughs> yeah, the cockpit. Like, nothing important's happening in there. Like, we don't need any kind of, like, easy access to it. It's to keep the pilots far, farther away from the bar. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's pretty cool. It's like a, a large, like rectangular prism of a room like it's very very big it goes down a long way so these like platforms that we're on are kind of like suspended in the air yeah because the palamacia it actually makes sense if you look f- at it from the outside it kind of like angles downwards towards the the cockpit sure room so i think this is like the neck of the of the ship in a way yeah i guess like if you don't actually have need for the space to be full of things you know what i mean this mm-hmm. isn't a bad thing to put in there uh if it's, you know, if the ship is just a big empty hull. It kind of feels a little bit like the inside of the um, the vestige in terms of its, like, design. Yeah, I could see that. But, you know, a cocoon one. We do yeah. get a really cool primer that comes up on the battle team formation. Because now oh my goodness. we finally have access to all of our party members. All our homies. We I can think, make whatever uh, team we want. 
when you got this, Curtis, you took a screenshot of it and sent it in the Discord, and you're like, fuck yeah! And Swanzig was just like, whoa, Curtis, spoilers, someone's in your party that last episode we weren't sure would ever be in our party again, because, like, Saz is just, like, right there, <laughs> like, smiling with, like, a thumbs up and stuff. <laughs> but, yeah, this is this is super cool. Now we can kind of... but. While it's very cool, it's also very terrifying because by now we really know the battle system. We know the strengths and the weaknesses of party formations that we can have yeah. and stuff. And we're just like, oh no. The game just like gave it all to me pretty much. And like I had a couple components that I can change. Now I can just do pretty much anything. anything so yeah. if I fuck up, it is my fault. <laughs> so who all did you uh, put in a party? Yeah, there's too many options now. Mm -hmm. um, I immediately just went all girls. So, yeah, Lightning and uh, Fang kind of leading the pack while Vanille is kind of a support. Yeah. I thought it was nice to kind of keep the, the girlfriends together since they've been <laughs> apart for so long. I also went uh, with the dream team of uh, all ladies. I... And that's literally just because I was like, I like these characters the most, I think. So I'm just going to have them all in my party. And I was like, it's probably not going to be the best strategy, but fuck it. I want to use these ones, so I'm going with sure. it. I started with a lightning vanilla snow and then nice. quickly changed to a lightning hope snow after like mm. losing a couple battles. I was yeah. like, all right, I need a fucking synergist or yeah, synergist in here. <laughs> I might end up switching to Saz because I remembered I am very close if if not already there with having haste. Yeah. So I think having Saz as the party leader would be really, really powerful because just being able to cast haste. Sure. Yeah, I mean, at the end of this area, because I once again, I went to every platform and fought everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, by the end of it, I think everybody's Crystarium was maxed out. I didn't really have anywhere else to go. I have only been leveling up the, the party members that I have, so, like, the ones that I haven't been using have, like, a ton of CP that I just haven't <laughs> used at all yet, and I'm excited to kind of get into. That's badass. Yeah, For I, me, I found it very useful um, to have fang lightning vanille because of some fun paradigms like devastation which you have two commandos and one uh, saboteur sure in yeah, the back. yeah and also multiple people who can be medic just in case like something goes horribly wrong yeah, yeah the yeah. oh shit button where it's just like <laughs> lightning and vanille medics it it is nice that there's three medics which is like very handy so there is like and, and like I don't, lightning I don't is think a medic light I, I don't think uh fang has medic at this point yeah, no, I mean, there are three in the part. Like, we oh, have yeah, that we hope can Vanille absolutely. and Lightning yeah. medics. I also used Matador quite a bit, which was uh, Ravagers attack enemies weakened by Sab while uh, the Sentinel defends against them. So there's a Ravager Sentinel Saboteur. Sure. Oh, that's really cool. I I only keep my... Uh, my only Sentinel party is with medics. So it's like, to me, if I'm in Sentinel, something's going wrong or an attack's getting ready to happen that I know is big. So yeah. I don't I don't ever keep somebody in Sentinel if they're not, if it's not shit times. Curse, I don't know if you saw, but on the um, the fandom for the paradigms, they actually like list the name of the paradigms in Japanese underneath, Ooh. which is kind of cool. Strike Team, which is Commando Commando Synergist in Japanese is The Leap of Two Heroes. <laughs> nice that's so much better <laughs> oh my god commando ravager saboteur in english ruthless in japanese the warring demons of destruction <laughs> god damn dude that's so good you can fit a lot more into fewer characters i'm guessing yeah, yeah there's only it, it only takes five characters to say that <laughs> yeah hell yeah there's some good ones in here actually i'm like reading them right now 
assassination is ravager saboteur saboteur that is sense of the turbulent storm (laughs) (laughs) these are brutal i love it entourage hymn of defense these all sound like like they could be metal albums yeah yeah. ravager medic medic is perpetual magic um (laughs) also is magic of immortality oh my goodness but anyway yeah we're in this weird diagonal room and we also get a quick little cutscene as we land right yeah 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 um yeah lightning's pointing down the hall uh guess they can call the hall but yeah Dysley's through there and fang turns to vanille's like we're still gonna have our talk but let's survive this first yeah yeah it's really nice. like right <laughs> one thing at a time and then you proceed to win several of the first battles and then there are like three of them in here that are just fucking incredibly difficult <laughs> i found yeah the there's middle. a couple fuck you battles in here for sure yeah i think part of this room is supposed to look like a church because as we're we're almost look like we're on pews like going downwards oh okay and if you look down at the very end like towards the door it looks almost like where like the sermon would be it does place. Oh, it really yeah. does like now that you're saying that like i'm surprised i didn't notice it myself like a mega church it really does you i mean i think you're absolutely right actually from like a game design perspective, I feel like the um, the reason for this and having um, so like basically the the way you get through this room is each um, platform that you get to has some uh, some panels that you can activate to bring like bridges to you know get closer to your destination and also kind of branch off to other platforms. The stairs are good to get on the plane, but they're now going down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so you can connect all the areas and there's some chests that you can get and things like that. But there's different combinations of enemies on each one. Um, so I think from a game perspective, like a game design perspective, it's like, well, you have the full party now. So have at it. Like try different yeah. permutations. You know, you can change up your party to try and tackle things differently. And it's like a nice way to kind of give you training in this way. Um, yeah. But I just you know banged my head against this with the three party the three people party that i had (laughs) and i did not go with that and i was just like no i will make it work the way that i want it to and i don't care about using strategy (laughs) real snow energy here no plan (laughs) i once again when i would get to a difficult battle that i found tough i would be like i refuse to heal i'm not gonna do it (laughs) i'm gonna get that good time like (laughs) i surely could have beaten these by just like sticking snow in uh, Sentinel and then just kind of having lightning and hope or lightning and vanille deal with it, but I refused to do so. I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. It- oh, yeah. The other um, thing I like to use was Delta Attack, which, of course, reminiscent of like our uh, Mega Sisters, which is Commando Ravager Sentinel, which yeah. the Sentinel draws attention, like draws aggression, while the Commando Ravager attack like a common target. So they gang up on one person. Yeah. So you get to draw fire from like the guys with bazooka or something like that. Right, right. Which we do encounter a few of those as we're going down. There's a lot of psychon. Oh my goodness, don't we though? Oh yeah. There are They're okay. Extremely so annoying. There's the um I don't have the name of them, but like the uh the high ranking psychom guys. Uh what are they called? Hold on. The Marauders? Yeah, they're like the Marauders. Is that what they're called in this section? So here there's like the Reaver, I think. The Reaver, is that yeah. it? Yeah. Oh my god, F those guys, they suck. Yeah, there's a there's a battle where it's a Reaver with four Dragoons around him. You know what? I beat that one on my first try. There was there was one that was a Reaver, two Huntresses, and oh two god. Destroyers, I think. And that one, oh my goodness, I fought that battle like eight times. I forget which one I kind of just went through and I was like, okay, I struggled with it and I finally beat it. And I was like, sick. 
Um, I think it actually might have been the, the one with the four dragoons, because I think I ended up using um, whatever gives you haste at the beginning, and I just, like went all in and took them down. I was like, nice. And then I didn't hit the button. So by the time I got back to them, they all respawned and I had to fight them again to <laughs> continue to like, cause it was on the critical path. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. This Reaver has big garland energy. He's got like, he does big horns coming off of his helmet in purple. He also, um, can cast, he's a saboteur as well. So he can like de-shell, de-protect you, and then hit you with a devastating attack. And he also has the fucking destroyers with him, which last episode I was explaining about how like they're real assholes. And so he'll like <laughs> hit lightning with a de-protect, and then like two destroyers will just lock on the lightning, and that's it. That's game. Yeah. Like sorry. <laughs> I think I'm guessing their ATB is very slow because they'll just kind of stand there menacingly, but then just like charge in real fast. Yeah. Yeah. They can also launch you, which is not Ugh. fun. Super annoying to be on yeah. the receiving end of that. Yeah. Reaping and sowing, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> so, yeah, there's some there's some tough battles in here. Um, I went through every area, I think, just so I can get all the items that were hiding in the corners, the, the back corners behind us. Yep. Yeah. Did we, did we talk about the bridges? Yeah, they telescope out, and they. Uh, I, I think the design's really cool. Like the, where, where they extend from looks almost like there's like two glyphs that are kind of magnet, magnetically drawn to each other, but they do telescope out like they're docking onto an airplane. Yeah. Uh, what, what did we call that from Dumb and Dumber again? The jetway? The jetway. It's like a jetway. <laughs> uh, you don't have to open all of them. You just have to create a path to get to the bottom or whatever. Yeah, I think every single one connects to each other. Every one connects to every adjacent one. Diagonally one, yes. The toughest battles are in the center path. So the quickest way to get from the front to the um, to the area we're heading is to go right down the center. But all those really tough like reaver fights are in the center. Um, so you could go around, but that'll be a little bit longer. But I said, no, what if there's something secret that happens if I make every bridge pop up? And there's not, but I did there make every not, bridge no. pop up. Um, and when you get, much like we were talking about last episode, where you get far enough away from an encounter, they will respawn. Um, they so will. But if you, I noticed if you do it like the front three and then the middle three and then the next middle three and then the back three, they won't respawn fast enough for you to have to fight them again that's actually a speed um strat that i think was kind of recently discovered if i remember okay. correctly um where you really only have to use two bridges to get to like your your um you know where we're heading okay yeah it's really cool but so yeah some of the um some of the items that uh you can get are uh pain dampener which i think mm. just decreases the chance for you to um get pain which you need to upgrade to make it worthwhile um two rune bracelets is in a chest and we can get a snow weapon um which is the umbra the umbra oh which I uh, that one. yeah that improves ward abilities it's on the right side i think it's on like the second one down or something like that there is a chest with, um, or a sphere, I guess, uh, that's uh, 3,600 gil, which is Mwah. decent at this point. Um, yeah. You know, I'm never going to shake my fist at that, but there <laughs> yeah, is yeah, some exactly. later that I get like 300 gil, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, towards the exit, there's like a gold bangle as well. Yeah, gold grab. bangle and a perfect conductor, which is a very good um, resource to use to, uh, to level up uh, equipment. S speaking of the bangles... Um, they did the song Walk Like an Egyptian. But speaking of the gold bangles in that, Final that Fantasy That music 15, video, real quick, 
has fucking Gaddafi doing the Egyptian dance in it. Does it CGI. Really? Yeah, my girlfriend or my girlfriend, my fiance and I watched that uh, a couple of nights ago when we were. It's got like Princess Diana, uh, Gaddafi, <laughs> oh and some other. It's very wild. It's very weird. Oh well, ta- how the march of time does shame us all. Um, <laughs> But, uh, well, uh, anyway, <laughs> but yeah, speaking of the gold bangle, which gives you a bunch of HP, I, uh, there are two reasons. Two reasons I went with snow in this section. I was thinking about it. Is that, like, most of my party members average around 1,000 HP right now. I think Vanille comes in a little below it, where she has, like, 900-something. Snow's natural HP for me is, like, 2,500 or something. I was like, my boy, big and thick lad. <laughs> and also... He has a re- uh, Ravager, too, so I can do Tri-Disaster. Nice, so like when I'm like yeah. stacking up uh, staggers, they just happen instantaneously. Um, that's sick, yeah. I, I love when... I think at, my, at this point, like Fang has decent HP for me, mm-hmm. and I see like that things are turning red. I'm like, oh no, one of my party members is almost dead. And I look down, and it's just Fang, and she has like More 900 HP, HP, and I'm like, yeah. oh, this is fine. Yeah, exactly, right, yeah. <laughs> I remember my introduction to this series was playing like the demo for 13.2 and just seeing the crazy amount of like numbers, like how high. It's like <laughs> I'm in this boss fight and there's like six digits of damage coming off of this thing and I have no concept of yeah. like, how much it's like, if yep. that's good or not. It's so weird. It, it's only weird because the standard for so long was like, you know, quad nine was the highest output that you could do. Right. With two right. digits of HP and like FF1. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, like, it's, <laughs> It's so funny how that just amps up. There's like no reason for it. (laughs) So much math. Is it Paper Mario where it's just like you, they pretty much just, it's the same type of damage that you can do, but they just cut off the zero. So it like, it's like the highest you can do is like nine. And you're like, damn, that's a good attack. Yeah. Yeah. You do nine damage. You're like, holy moly. Yeah. Add two uh, zeros after it. No one would bat an eye. (laughs) (laughs) Did you all see the, um, the new trailer for FF16 today? I did not watch it. No. Everything, ever since the first announcement, everything they show about that game is I'm like, they're making one for me. <laughs> they're like, what is Curtis like? And I'm like, oh, I like all of this. <laughs> and they did it's it again. Extremely European looking and also extremely bloody looking. It's it's so fucking like mean. <laughs> it's so mean. <laughs> I saw like, someone complaining about a uh, headline about it saying, like, they've gone full Game of Thrones, and it was like, journalists stop comparing anything, to, like, everything to Game of Thrones challenge. Yeah, like, yeah. Anytime something takes place in Europe and involves, like... <laughs> anything slightly medieval, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Someone getting their head cut off, like, this is getting big uh, Game of Thrones vibes from this. <laughs> Guy who's only ever seen Boss Baby. <laughs> getting a lot of Boss <laughs> Baby vibes from this one. Um... But anyway, it looks tight. So, uh, three Final Fantasies before that, though. Final Fantasy thirteen. We're uh, in a big hallway. Yeah, if you don't count World of Final Fantasy. Or I, Stranger I don't. Paradise. Or... I don't. <laughs> remake. I <Or> don't. Remake. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, this area's tough. Yeah, you can get an Aethersol. Which is good, because if you had to use a... Uh, that, that was my way of being like, oh, okay... I pro- like they probably expected me to have to use one of my idolins here, and they're probably like, "Yeah, you're gonna want to have full. You're gonna want to have full uh, TP here for this next section that you're going into." <laughs> I did try to use my idolins for um, a lot of these tough battles, and it was useless every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I know that like 
there are sections of the speedrun that use sazes sometimes. So yeah. I know that there are reasons to use an idol. Yeah, he's got a race car. He's got a race car. It's sick. His race car go fast. Um, but I can't figure out what those reasons are right now because I'm like, these shits is useless. Swanzig will tell us. I need to. Um, I'm sure. Yeah, I think there's like there's like passive abilities and stuff as well. I, I forget. Okay. I, I have been watching um, Ninny's learn the speed run with Zwanzig coaching, and um, he kind of gives some really good insight. But my my brain sucks and my memory is bad, so <laughs> I can never like fully remember. Well, at the end of this hallway is a save point and an item and an item. Which I forget. I forget what's in that chest. I think it's an ether saw. Oh, is it the ether saw? Okay. Is that the ether saw? I think ether so. Ether Show me Ethersol. <laughs> um, but yeah, anything more about this section you want to talk about? No, um, I was very burnt out. I was hitting like the four hour mark of, if not more of, uh, yeah. of playing through. So here I was just like, oh my God, I just want this shit to be over. Um, it's Church of Pain. But I think it's a pretty cool section. Luckily, and- nothing difficult's coming up. Yeah, exactly. Um. It seems like a good place to maybe like uh, do some level grinding if you wanted to, trying out different paradigms and stuff like that. But um, I'd like to take a moment to do a little level grinding, if that's all right, before we continue on. I would love to do that. Yeah, we, we're definitely going to need it. Oh, yeah, this is also the first area that I used any of the Sol items. And I was like, oh, shit, these are sick. <laughs> oh, they're sick. They're great. Oh, yeah, they're really, really good and really helpful. All right. So, yeah, let's take a break. Yeah, let's take pop a, a Deceptisol and uh, take a break. <laughs> and then hit retry so we get it back. Well, we're hoping that uh, Carl would join us, but he did pop a Deceptisol, so I do not know if he is back or not. I can't see him. I'm trying to think oh God, of a wizard Carl. people. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a wizard people reference with the invisibility cloak. Because <laughs> as we all know, that cool wizard uh, teenager uh, story was written by Brad Neely. That's right. Who, as far as we know, is not a horrible monster. <laughs> <laughs> there were kids. In the adult books. Kids in the adult books. <laughs> <laughs> you like flying motorcycles? <laughs> All right. This game so, does have a flying motorcycle. That's true. Yes. But you know what else it does have? It has a big br- bridge. Oh, my God. This is the battle on the big bridge, but bridge doesn't mean oh, a... Oh, um, I've heard of this. crossing of... Yeah. Also, I found ta- Palamecia is an uh, FF2 reference. Yes, yes, it is. Is that a town in FF2 or something? Or a person? I forget. I think it's the ship. Hold it's on. the actual ship, yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Throwing, throwing one out for the uh, FF2 fans. They're finally getting something. <laughs> no, that's just the name of the Empire. Oh. Oh, nice. It does say, in, so I'm looking at the wiki. It says, also known as Palakia in the English version on the NES. There was no English version on the NES, which is why it has to go on to say, which was unreleased. <laughs> which did not <laughs> exist. <laughs> did I tell you? I'm sure I've said it on the podcast before. Maybe I haven't. One of my favorite Final Fantasy II tidbits, one of my little like interesting things to say about it, is that it never released in English, but it was made in America, and that is so weird to me because the programmer for the first one, Nazir or whatever, right? His visa ran out in Japan and he was like, well, 
I got to go back to America. And they were like, you know what? It's fine. We'll just set up an office in America and we'll just do all of our work there. So like FF2 was made in California, but it never released in America. And I was like, how weird. Damn, that's some gift of the Magi shit. <laughs> Shout out to our friend Aiden, who uh, talked to us for Wired. He was talking a lot about on Twitter for uh, saying the outrageous fact that like JRPGs are not always made in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Shout outs to our friend uh, Ceaselessly, who's been running Final Fantasy 2 and kicking ass Indeed. in it. Hell yeah. But we are not in Final Fantasy 2. But 11 more. We are Final Fantasy 11 more than that. Yeah. That's the online one. We're also not in California. <laughs> California, here we come. But yeah, we're in, a, <laughs> we're in the Oval Office of the Palamecia. Never keep yep. changing what it's called. And I like that, like, as soon as we walk in, there's no, like, moment to stop and admire the surroundings. Saz sees Jill is there and is like, oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> like, we've yeah, been yeah. looking for you, Nabot. So yeah, good. we've been looking for you, Nabot. <laughs> oh, right. We, real quick, I, I this is something that I, uh, that I thought about that drastically kind of changes things to the podcast a little bit. When we were walking in, there was a little bit of incidental dialogue between like Vanille and Fang where it's like, oh, we can do this, right? And uh, she's like, oh, you're going to wish you hadn't like, like just they're just saying things leading up to where they're going. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, fuck, if we all have like similar parties, then we're not really going to get all of that. And it, it probably makes like documenting everything that is said in this game a lot more difficult from here on out because do we not? I guess we don't hear everybody's speech depending on who we have i think uh i think the party itself will all be in like cutscenes. i would imagine it's not like a final yeah. fantasy 7 thing where you assume they're off fucking off elsewhere or whatever um <laughs> but like just small things so i'm wondering if like i mean this has been a thing that's it in, probably don't matter yeah exactly it was just an if interesting anything thought we should all pick like, different parties yeah that's what i was thinking too but i'm like damn well i didn't record my playthrough but i can pretty assuredly say Snow only said cool things. Snow said something really dumb, and then Hope was like, "Yeah, that's right." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we got we got a fucking pope to kill. <laughs> yep. And before we have a pope to kill, we have a Jill Nabot science queen to, to also kill. kill because she, she does a belly flop. <laughs> she okay. So Saz comes in. Yeah, we all run in. Saz does his, been looking for you, Nabot, and Jill sees that and is like, all right, let's do it. And then she, like, like you said, belly flop dives off of the fucking Yeah, she, she does, like, the Batman the dive landing. where she's about to do, like, the Batman glide. But, yeah, she does somehow is manages to land on her feet. She rotates only off screen. She sticks the landing. She does the superhero three-point landing. Yeah. Um, also, and this is some, also some of the scenes where we actually get to see all the characters and, like, pretty well lit and i didn't really realize that how green the bot's outfit was yeah unless she has a um, different outfit and different whatever yeah, but we all see that bird again <laughs> yeah i was gonna say as they're uh as we're rushing in and, and the bot's doing her cool gymnastic shit we do see that owl kind of looking over everything so which so i guess that it's just like oh it's the the sanctum's bird or Nabot's bird or the primarch's bird yeah this is the pope's drone like we saw roche's drones yeah <laughs> right yeah but yeah she uh she Walks right over confidently. Saz points his gun right at her. Directly yeah. at her. And she gets out her fucking, like, Reno baton. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so your eminence, please escape. I'll cover your retreat. And uh, I'm guessing it's because she doesn't have her glasses. You can't see that there's a gun pointed at her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. She doesn't have her glasses. She brought a stick to a gunfight. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, the Primarch looks super unbothered by this, and he just says, Why don't you leave, Jill? Or rather, take your leave. Damn, got her owned. Oh, owned. Yeah. Uh, but then he actually owns her. He says, humans have no business here. And she like freaks out and she's like, wait, what? Also, we get to see yeah, her she hair, doesn't... which is extremely long. Like, Yeah, I forgot how long her hair was. I love how long her hair is. Super Saiyan it. three levels of length. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. But yeah, she's like confused because like humans have no place here. She says, what? Your eminence. And he kind of just. So like, she turns around because she's like just confused. She's like, I don't know what you mean. And like turns around and just gets one right in the back. Oh, my God. And by one, we mean some like magic, magic, like magic, like Pope magic uh, energy blast. Fucking the Primarch just smokes the shit out of her, which like I feel. OK, here's the thing. Jill's a bad character in that she's evil, bad evil, right? And I'm like, oh, she deserves to get some shit during this game. However, I do feel like the writing does her very dirty in that they build her up for a good amount of time. And she just gets smoked right here after doing nothing. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing with like Roche or whatever his name was, right? Like, yeah. The guy oh, yeah. earlier. Well, we'll talk about Roche here in a second. I, 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 yeah, I figured. Yeah. Um, but... I feel like they were trimming a lot of fat again off the plot. Like they just like we need it. like the whole thing with Jill and Saz. I feel like they really like put that in the back burner, and they really could have explored her character a lot more. Yeah, yeah. But well, anyway, the, the the Pope just starts floating, and he's got his like scepter, which now has a bunch of those <laughs> energy balls like floating I, I feel like around it. Only only because we do a podcast about JRPGs, can we just unqualifiedly say the Pope starts floating and energy balls yeah, form around him, and he he kind of whips it around almost like in the same motion that like Yuna did in Ten with her staff, and yeah. just like kills everyone who is piloting the ship, like every all of his staff members. He just completely destroyed <laughs> he's like also, a magic koopa now yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah he's got his little like he's kamek dude oh my god he also um yeah he kills everybody who's on the bridge who's not the lessee and then he also just like puts the sky roof down like yeah with <laughs> like magic sunroof. again yeah yeah so like the um the the roof of the bridge is kind of like a translucent-ish i'm assuming there's like an armor that's up over yeah like, and the he windshield. just he just swipes and it all goes away. So we're fighting like in open air, but on the bridge now. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Snow's really pissed about that. And uh, he <laughs> says, Dicely, monster. Yeah, they're all like kind of like angry, but not that inquisitive about like what is happening right now. They're just like, how dare you do this, Dicely? Like <laughs> nobody decides to be like, what is happening yeah, right they, now? Yeah, they know they're in a JRPG. They're like, this is normal. <laughs> they're like, oh, this guy's probably a fucking Lassie too or something. Yeah. They say they, that. They do yeah, say that, yeah. Because he uses magic. Like we've heard that you can't use magic unless you're a Lassie. Well, he could have a magic mana drive in his... Well, uh, we his... haven't seen the mana drive charging uh, thing, so clearly yeah, he's yeah. using actual <laughs> magic. Um, when you you're a lassie, you just know what's real magic and what's that that fake shit. It's like That's when you look right. at AI art, you always know. Chris Angel was not a lassie. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, no says people are not they used to blame, use. Though. And then uh, <laughs> Dicely says, "What else does one do with tools?" <laughs> Devastating toward everyone. I can't believe he called Snow a tool. <laughs> well, Snow like runs up to him and tries to punch him in the face, which I have to say. Even though there is a force field around Dysley and Snow punches it and it gets blown backward very anime style, 
it would be incredible if he did actually just get to punch the Pope in the face. It would be and, sick. like Disley actually took one. Like I would just be like, oh my god, <laughs> this ain't Metal Gear Rising. Where he's gonna <laughs> fucking just punch the shit out of a senator. Yeah, <laughs> even um, if he can take it. <laughs> that that owl is also flying around um, and joins him as he starts floating right yeah yeah, yeah he kind of is he's unfazed by by that attack and he just says uh cocoon is a factory built by falci a factory for mass production of human thralls and snow's like yeah, there we anymore. go and so i feel like that's like because he's so close to eden and we're always like theorizing about what the purpose of cocoon is throughout the game right it is nice to hear like oh okay the guy who's in charge of cocoon is like oh yeah we breed human slaves here that's what yeah, we do we're, we're doing that <laughs> Hope was thing. right yeah. about the pet thing yeah right right lightning's existential crisis about being a pet for the uh the falsity was yeah. uh completely well founded <laughs> it, it was well founded and yet somehow even like even Not worse than bad. what she was hoping yeah yeah it was even worse yeah yeah uh, snow takes issue with it and says like not anymore we're not doing that and, and primark's like yeah but you guys are just like men what are you gonna do about it without our help death is all of which you're capable um you saw the fools a mindless mob drunk on fear of a few lassie and lightning just like kind of takes out her weapon and points it at him it's just like i love the poetic writing of this interaction yeah, yeah. Like, it's they really only good. knew a lassie was the one filling their glasses yeah and the Primark just kind of like laughs a little bit. He's like, Lassie, you mean me? Because it makes sense at first, right? You're like, you're like, oh, clearly Primark this guy's Geisley, a Lassie. He, he's clearly a Lassie. He's, he's friends using magic. with God. God gave him magic. He's, just he's like the Falsies number one. Yeah. yeah. yeah Eden or whatever time. probably like branded him or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And he just says like, oh, child, perish the thought. I am more than that. I am Falsie. Oh, it's so good the way he says this, it. And as he's doing this, the owl goes into his scepter and they start, I guess, fusing. They start doing yeah, a Voltron. And, and he becomes a very large boy. Yeah, he's a big, a big fella. Yeah, so yeah, it's like a combination of a church organ and like a um, <laughs> um, aircraft carrier like or destroyer like cannon. <laughs> so I'll, I'm going to go ahead and retrieve like the next line or two so we can get that out of the way. Yeah. Primark says, my name is Barthandalus. And that's the line I wanted to read, because as we describe him, I didn't want to keep calling him him or it or whatever. Yeah. Barthandalus. My name is Barthandalus. Voice of the Sanctum and Lord Sovereign of the Cocoon Falci. Your kind feared the darkness. So, we gave you light. You begged <laughs> us for the purge. And did it not come to pass? Now you spurn our counsel? You must learn your place! And what does this motherfucker look like? <laughs> oh boy, he is a lot. He's uh, on the, the top half of a robot? Because he doesn't have legs. He does. Like he looks say... like Megazord's face. <laughs> <laughs> the right. Megazord the good one or the bad one? I, I forget, who cares? <laughs> Either way, he looks like a, he's got a transformer yeah. head. Uh, he looks like a megabyte from, <laughs> from reboot. He looks like a, a giant Mighty Max toy, uh, but scary. <laughs> but more scary in a different way. It, it's actually kind of, I actually like his design in the way that like, it's a little bit too much, but they really went ham on the details. Because the first thing we see of him is his hand, right? And it's like a human shaped hand roughly the claws have a really interesting intricate <gasps> shapes the them. claws yeah. are so intricate they almost like look the like nails? syringes 
it, they like bend like up and then back down like yeah it's really wild almost like fish hooks or a fountain penny type of thing again which is very ornate that also reminds me that we got a good look at his hands um when he was in human form in when he was in guy form and <laughs> his fingernails were hella long yeah, yeah. more just old man seymour energy yeah what yeah a, what a weird thing he is but all right so he is essentially um or i guess the front you have his large head that's up front that's protected by like two shields that kind of fold in he's got some pauldrons uh, he's got like these face pauldrons and those fold out for him to see you and talk to you so when he says like voice of the sanctum lord sovereign of the cocoon foul sea he's like speaking down onto lightning Mm-hmm. as his like face armor opens up mm-hmm. and his face is very ornate. He has like a lot of like sharp shark teeth and like gold trimmed eyes and like no pupils and stuff and like writing. Yeah, all his over. armor on the face also has a bunch of writing on it as well. Now that I'm yeah. looking closely at him like shit, <laughs> probably should translate that. Yeah. Also the cocoon brand is on his forehead and stuff like that. Ah. And then further out from his uh, like face armor, like as you go toward his arms, he has like two giant pauldrons that have upside down faceless like human like faces, human faces, like yeah. the ones that we the saw choir. in the, um, yeah, the choir. Yeah. He controls those with his, with his foot pedals. Uh, everything <laughs> else is controlled with the hand, uh, keys. Yeah. And the, and the dividers between them are, are the lyrics they were reading. Yeah, them. exactly. <laughs> there, there's, there's scripture written all over this thing. It's super wild. I mean, this, this game is very uh, dense in terms of design. <laughs> It's cool, oh, too, because yeah. we kind of only get to see um, him from, like, where our party is standing, especially when, spoiler, we're about to battle him. Um, so for the battle, we kind of just see just the face and the the scary, like, upside-down human faces on his pauldrons and the other piece of armor that I will probably mispronounce. Um, but we do get one shot from the distance where it almost looks like he has, like, a behemoth kind of style, like, uh, build. Right, yeah. he's got broad yeah. shoulders and kind of a smaller back. But yeah, he doesn't have any legs. He just kind of looks like he's planted on the ground. No legs. Yeah, like a tree stump. We are. Uh, <laughs> was it? Was it in your? I can't remember if it was in your stream. I was saying this, or if I was just saying it to myself. <laughs> but like, dude just has one big thick leg that comes off of his chest. <laughs> Every day is leg day to Barthandalus. <laughs> I one. think you did say that about yeah. leg day. I was too busy panicking at this fight. Uh, to, to know what you were referencing, but yeah. <laughs> he is so monstrous that while he's delivering that speech or whatever, when he's, when he's talking to them about like, oh, we did this for you and now you're spurning us or whatever, the party members are looking at him like, what the fuck are we looking yeah, at? Because he is like otherworldly. Even Lightning is kind of like visibly shaken by just seeing him for what he is. It's like a, it's the meme of like, be not afraid, child, when you see like a biblically accurate <laughs> angel. Most except, terrified I've ever been. Yeah, except like instead of saying be not afraid, it's like, oh, no, you're supposed to be afraid right now. Like, that's a really good idea for you is to be afraid of me because I'm going to fucking yeah. destroy this you. This is the part where you run away. He's absolutely massive, too. He is a great big boy. The cool thing about this boss design is... Seeing it here is fucking terrifying. Like when you see this happen in the game out of nowhere where it just takes this hard turn, it's like genuinely horrifying. But if you were to just like see this, if someone just posted it, uh, you know, like a PNG of this boss on Twitter and you're scrolling through and you see it, you'd be like, that's a dumb design, but it works really, really (laughs) well in, in context. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. The song that's playing is really really cool. Right. It's it's very uh, kind of Dark Souls. You know, like choral, very Dark Souls. Yeah, just very um, <laughs> spooky church. You know. It is the. Um, that's why I thought the um, the his pauldron faces were like the choir because they are like mouthing and their like, mouths are moving. they are yeah. so i'm like oh yeah they're, they're the ones singing i think this it is just, it just plays the fucking taurus demon like <laughs> <laughs> it's similar to um the faces that we saw on other uh let's see i would imagine right like or like the thing screaming outside of the vestige oh mm-hmm. it does kind of look like that that's like, right yeah it's upsetting i i do like in this battle i immediately realized that he had uh other things to attack other than his <laughs> big dumb face <laughs> he does in fact um he has what are they what are they called there's the the left and right pauldron yeah and mm-hmm. the left and right alley yeah i guess at it what is that what does that mean yeah that, that's a good question i just assumed it was another type of armor that's similar to um yeah, the Alet, French language for little wing, uh, was a component of 13th century knightly armor, usually made of something I will not be able to pronounce because I'm dumb. Uh. Uh, sometimes of plate or parchment. Elites were thick, uh, quadrangular pieces of leather or wood that attached the shoulders by means of silk or leather cord. We don't use the word quadrangular to describe enough things, I think. We sure don't. I'd like to see an uptick in that. Ooh. Sorry, I just noticed on the concept art there's uh, translations of some of the scripture on its uh, outside. Nice. It says, like, uh, govern the waves of change, guide the critical choices. And uh, another one says, purveyor of the greater plan. Oh, my goodness. Just really cool. Very ominous. For the culmination of... A greater plan, you say? For the culmination of a single purpose. All of this is for a single purpose, you say? Hmm. Who'd have thunk? Interesting. Interesting. I want to put a Interesting pen in that. if true. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the basic um This guy wasn't a problem. Yeah, totally <laughs> super easy fight, actually, um, for all of us, I'm sure. Uh the the basic um thing is like the right and left alets and pauldrons have elemental weaknesses and can absorb things from the elements. Uh and basically just focus on them first and then focus on Bartandalus. Yeah, that, that's that's the basics, right? Yeah. Um, now, there is, like, I would say, even though there's not technically stages to this fight, I feel like they are in multiple stages because the first part where you're fighting five targets at once and all five targets are doing things to you. Well, Bartandalus himself does not attack you at first. If you don't attack the pauldrons or the outlets, um... He won't attack you, and, or I'm sorry, if you don't attack them and you do damage to him, once he goes past a certain HP, he will start to attack you. Yeah. But if you focus on the other targets, he will just buff them instead. Yeah, um, the, the, he can kind of um, shift their magic into a higher tier. So Yes, so you're, you're kind of like running um, against the clock here because you don't want to be fighting four targets that are all casting the god level spells on you yeah exactly i think he also has a way of you know um debuffing uh like or or dispelling the the things that you put on yeah um like the debuffs that you put on him and then doing the magic amplification where he will then be they will all be doing way harder attacks to you yeah so you kind of want to try to like melt through them as fast as possible because the sooner you get this phase of the fight over with the better you're going to be this is also a really good use case for um, a Libra scope because you can just immediately 
throw that at the beginning of the battle have all of their information and then kind of just do auto battle so that way um your team will be focusing on the target with their weakness and not accidentally giving them you know they they can absorb unless they're imperiled so you don't want to give them more health I do want to take back a little bit. He do, it's not that he doesn't attack you, because he does have one move that he does use on you, which is the Thanatosian smile. Yeah. But it is relative, not rare, but there's there's a, a certain amount of time in between him being able to use it. Um, and it does a lot of damage, but you can Sentinel through it. And if you have a Sentinel in your party, the rest of the party should have enough HP to... They get that defensive buff, to be fine. Yeah. But he doesn't do, like... He's not constantly casting ruin on you like he is after you start taking out yeah. the uh, the other heads. You are able to um, put poison on the um, on the adds as well, which can be helpful yeah. to deal a little damage throughout the battle as you're getting ready to focus on some different ones. But he does have a thing called Mystic Aura, I believe, which um, will basically just buff them up. Yeah. So like they can have haste casted on them, which is never good. Right. But um, once we uh, finally take out the the four side targets and we're like one-on-one with Partandalus, he does change his strategies a little bit. Um, for one, he just starts casting Ruin all the time. Yeah. Just constantly. Ruin God. <laughs> Ruin God, yeah, yeah. Which will just yeah. hit everyone in your party. Well, well he casts he casts Ruin God, but he also has another one called like Death by Ruin or something like that. Yeah. But it's called something by Ruin. But it just casts Ruin over and over and over. Baptism in Ruin, that's it. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And it just... It just casts it like 15 times. It's crazy. I'm guessing that's the the move that he used to kill all of his employees, right? It's very similar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he's not he's not too bad there. He does do a lot of damage. Ruinga on its own can do a lot of damage. And he charges up for one called Destrudo, which I feel personally a little offended by Destrudo cuz I didn't know what it was going to do. Mm-hmm. And like when he when it says he's getting ready to use it, he like charges up and he stops doing everything else. And there's like a real intensity to what's happening. And I was like, oh, shit, I'd better just sit in Sentinel medic medic. Right. Like and yeah. just wait for this blast. And it takes like 30 seconds for him to like do it. It takes forever. He does really show his hand here, which is very nice, um, but yeah. it can still just absolutely fucking destroy you. I think when I was watching you play the first time this took your party out right this took lightning out and i'm i'm watching my footage back because i was like okay well i clearly just fucked up i should have done something differently but like when that attack started i was like this looks like a thing that i should be using medic and sentinel for and everything so i went into like the solidarity one and i was attacking with lightning and she had full health and still just died (laughs) so i was just like at that point i was just like all right, I'm done for the day. I've been streaming for like five <laughs> hours and playing through a lot of this. I'll, I'll, we'll get him next time. And then uh, the next time that I went to go and fight him, I was expecting it to be like multiple phases and like a whole thing. And I was like, okay, I'll probably have to fight him game over a couple of times. And then, you know, once I get the strategy down, you know, it might take me like an hour or two. And then I beat him first try. <laughs> yeah. I did play it extremely safe. Cause I was like, I feel like I'm going to get to the end of this and then there's going to be another phase. And then a, that's going to be a huge fuck you too. So I'm just going to, you know, really just play it safe. So I, I did really poorly in that fight, but I won. Um, in terms of like the rating that I got, but, uh, 
Yeah, that's, <laughs> it wasn't quite as bad as I was expecting. <laughs> I was able to survive Distrudo when it happened because that's the reason I brought Hope instead of Vanille. Was I was like, I don't know what his stat weaknesses will be, but I can be assured that I can put Protect and Shell on myself. So instead of bringing somebody who's a saboteur, I was like, I'll bring somebody who's a sinner just instead. So with Protect and Fang, or not Fang, I'm sorry, it's Snow in Sentinel, even without like reducing the power of it, Destrudo only did about 75% of Lightning's health. Destrudio. Um, <laughs> but you can, and I found this out the second time, you can weaken Destrudo in the battle. You don't have to take its full force. When he begins charging for it, the game sets little flags of HP that if you do so much HP, it like has the uh, the attack power of it. Oh, wow. So, so if you get aggressive yeah. with it, then you're in better shape. If you do 1200 damage, he'll go Ugh, and like kind of like flop around for a second. Ugh. He'll do the He'll do the Seymour. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it'll like have the, uh, the power of it. And then if you do another 20,000 damage, before he pops it off, it'll just fucking do nothing. <laughs> like it'll barely hurt you at all. And so like you can like weaken that. Yeah, uh, and I'm I'm looking at it as well because um I think another one of his uh gimmicks is that he's immune to everything until you kind of get him into a stagger. Yeah. And then you can kind of cast some debuffs and everything. So by the time he was doing um the studio so by the time he's doing a susu studio to me um, <laughs> the next time i don't know if i hit that damage threshold or not but i had also uh debuffed him with vanille so he wasn't doing quite as much with magic and i also leveled up lightning a little bit to where she had uh like almost 1200 hp instead of just like high 900 and she was okay. able to take the hit and not die yeah yeah but um there, and there's one more hilarious thing to this battle, too, that I didn't get to see, but the battle can only go 20 minutes. <laughs> Interesting. If you reach 20 minutes, he just casts Doom on you. Damn. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Which um, is, like, very, like, just knowing that is a little scary. Like, I didn't even come close, but, like, Doom is scary in this game. There's no way to get rid of it. And, like, if you die, you die. You know, it's over. Like. And so, like, the idea that Bartandalus can just snap his fingers and end the battle is kind of intimidating, even if you don't get close to seeing it. Can we uh, can we talk about Thanatos' smile or whatever it's Thanatosian called? Thanatosian smile, yeah. Th yeah, Thanatosian smile, because it is Or Thanatosian laughter, apparently. Oh, weird. Well, I'm looking Why at the one I say that's smile. Smi no, there is one called smile. It is. Okay, smile on this one. It's laughter in the next one. Sorry. Okay. Um, so Spoilers. with the smile, yeah, with the smile, um, his face just kind of like goes transformer mode and like peels back revealing like 17 just comical, like gun barrels sticking out of it <laughs> that just shoot energy beams at you. It's really goofy and really funny. And then like once that's <laughs> done shooting, it just like folds back in and his, his big old smiling face is there again. <laughs> <laughs> me me laying in bed next to Bartandalus. I bet he's thinking about other girls actually and Bartandalus's head is just 17 guns. That's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of guns. Lots but of guns. He's not too bad, but I do feel like he's the hardest boss we've had to fight this far. I I I think so. Like I definitely struggled with other boss fights more than this one but i can definitely see this being a stopping point for a lot of people especially after yeah. such a long section of just like them throwing a whole bunch of bullshit at you it also could be dependent on the 
party makeup. Because mine wasn't too bad because I had a good party, but I could imagine like if I was determined to win with a different party, it probably would be more difficult. Yeah, that's that's also something to definitely consider um it's just like you you have any option you want so this battle could potentially be as easy as you want it or just be significantly more difficult without you even realizing it because you're just like oh well these are my party members that i like and i know how to use them so i'm going to do that but there's so much variety at this point that it's like there's only certain things that are really going to be effective, especially when there's a 20 minute time limit on this. And right. the, and the important thing is this isn't like an Eidolon fight or something where the target time is like 47 hours or whatever to guarantee yeah, five yeah. stars, even though you will never hit that. But, um, the target time for me was like eight minutes and 59 seconds. And my battle duration was 11 minutes and 42 seconds because I was eight just like minutes. That's so harsh. Yeah, right? I what thought was mine was really harsh because I almost maxed out everybody, but it wasn't that low. How much upgrading did you do on your weapons? A bit. I mean, like, they're pretty upgraded. Mine was know? nine minutes. It was my target time. Mine was even higher. Why did I get so much leniency? Yeah. Mine was I, nine minutes and 50 seconds. Damn. I also maxed out a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah, because I, I don't think I was, like, Crystarium maxed out, but I did dump a lot into uh, certain weapons. So maybe, like, okay. weapon scaling has more to do with it. Um, but, yeah. I'm just surprised because I did put some in to my weapons and, and my characters and stuff, and I'm like, wow, mine is really high comparatively. Hmm. Yeah. I think my lowest weapon is, like, 12, and the other two are, like, 16. Now, the other thing is, I did beat my target time by 30 seconds, nice. and still only got three stars. Go fuck yourself, FF13. Yeah. I did a good job. <laughs> I, uh, I got one star, and um, I was, like, almost a solid three minutes higher than it. Yeah. Yeah, I got um, nine minutes and 20 seconds. Come on. Come on. That's worth four stars, at least. I think I could have done that, um... But I was fully expecting there to be more after I got his thing down. So I was like, I'm just going to take it slow. I'm going to be, well, you, I'm going to be defensive more than offensive. That's that's why I said that I was really mad at Destrudo because I didn't know what it did. So I just sat there and like turtled for like a solid minute. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I don't know what this is. <laughs> so if I would have like pressed the advantage, I would have I would have been way ahead of time. I think you told me that as I was seeing it for the first time. You're like, okay, you got like 30 minutes before this attack actually goes off. And like, I was still just continuing on my thing. And then I got one shot by it. And I was like, fuck this game. <laughs> <laughs> so he drops, or at least for me, he dropped an end tight ring. Yes. I was with that. Yep. And um, each is all. Which, uh... That is an accessory that will increase your uh, resistance to every element, which is really nice. That is very nice. But it only gives you 10%, and when you level up... I think I started immediately dumping into that, because I was like, that sounds really good. I started dumping into that, and it was like, you leveled up one level. It is now 11%. I was like, <laughs> dude, fuck this game. I think the highest you can get is 25% at the star level. I mean, a fourth out of every element ain't bad. Yeah, that's but... not bad, but that also requires a lot of leveling up, and I'm I'm not yeah. sure the uh, the specifics of this equipment and how much that would take but i imagine it's a lot but more importantly than that i noticed that you can sell it for sixty thousand gil oh wow and i was like damn that seems like it's probably a better investment is yeah, to just not. sell maybe it so. and then buy a bunch of upgrade materials for better shit to equip but uh speaking of like how alex earlier you were saying that like the uh 
the Calvinka striker did not fade away and turn into like polygons or whatever. Mm-hmm. After we beat Bartandalus, he does fade away into nothingness. We Fuck got that him. Guy. We killed the Pope. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Who is also a god. We, yeah, we killed the Pope God. Mission accomplished. The Sanctum is That's fucking right. in shambles right now. <laughs> and uh, We and did s- it. And Snow says, oh, foul seed running the Sanctum. And Hope goes, oh, I guess it wasn't eating, eating controlling things after all. And then immediately and then the Primarch, the Primarch, just Primarch shows back says, up. as I said, <laughs> I am Lord Sovereign. It's like this fucking guy again. Yeah, his voice comes in like almost intro- like cutting them off because it's just like st- it's like a jump scare by like an auditory one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The foul sea running the sanctum. Then I guess it wasn't Eden controlling things after all. As I said, <laughs> I am Lord Sovereign. Really, really funny and really like and th- and then here I was like I knew it, dude. Another uh, another uh, and phase. Stay up Let's there. go. And- and there's a really, actually really like the next two lines quite a bit, because I think it says a lot about the plot of this game. Uh, but Saz says, I guess fallacy don't go it down as easy as the rest of us. And the Primarch says, ease is not the issue. You have not fought to win. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ooh, that's so interesting. Like, yeah, we're getting ready to get a bunch of info dump like here in a second or whatever. And I think like, to me, I keep that in mind while I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, oh, interesting. The way like this world works just fighting the fallacy is not going to cut it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, we need to find the God-killing spear or something. Like, <laughs> we got to find the like, We, we didn't fight yeah. to win. Like It's like, we thought we were. We have not used the cheat codes to win. <laughs> he says after that, he says, you should know quite well already the sure way of dispatching our kind. Ragnarok. And yeah. it's like, oh, uh-oh. Um, it's that special word. And Fang says, what's Ragnarok? She kind of winces under the word, too. When she says Ragnarok, she grabs her brand and yeah, is like in pain, right? Getting real and spicy. It's like, oh, no. What does Ragnarok have to do with the like grayed out um, brand? Yeah. Uh, brand? Uh, are they related? Oh, no. Probably nothing. It's probably nothing. And then uh, the Primarch says, pitiful, let's see, you've forgotten your focus. Like yes, we know. <laughs> yeah, we were trying. We've been talking it. about it the whole time. But then it once again becomes Final Fantasy X. Ragnarok is the beast one of you must become in order to lay waste <laughs> to Cocoon. Ah, uh, there it is, and that's that's our focus, right? Yep. Like he finally explains what the focus was. Um, you've had the dream. One among you will become that monstrosity, defeat Orphan, and destroy Cocoon. Which I think is the first time we've heard the name Orphan as it well. For sure mm-hmm. is, yes. Because yeah. I was just like the fucking Orphan of Kos from Bloodborne's here. Oh shit! I oh hate my god, it's gonna be such a hard fight. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, teleporting uh, around too while he's explaining this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just flexing on everyone. Uh, Lightning says Orphan, and the uh, Primarch goes the font of Eden's power. Orphan fuels Eden with strength, and Eden in turn sustains you and the rest of our kind. Destroy Orphan. And you'll release a force such as this world has never seen. Cocoon, Cocoon will, will be, be torn, torn asunder. asunder. Yeah. So we'll be cool. running up that hill to make a deal with Orphan. Yeah. <laughs> but I like this idea. Like, it's a very interesting idea. And we'll get into it more as the game continues. That the Falsies or the Pulse Falsies plan, Anima, I guess, is to destroy Orphan. Mm-hmm. The the center of all energy for Cocoon. But Daisley, who is a 
cocoon foul C seems to be tight with that. <laughs> yeah, he seems to be like chill with it. He's like, you fucking idiots. Yeah, yeah. Like instead of being like, oh, I have to kill you and take you out because you are going to destroy the world that I rule for all of my slaves. He's like, yo, you should become Ragnarok. That shit rules. <laughs> Like, That'll wait, be funny. That's not right. Yeah, yeah. That'd, that'd <laughs> wouldn't that wouldn't that be literally, funny if you uh, <laughs> literally the Morpheus thing of like, come on, stop trying to hit me and hit me. Like, <laughs> how much would you pay for me to destroy Cocoon? <laughs> <laughs> the Primarch is like, haha, you should uh, <laughs> haha, you should kill Orphan. Ha, just kidding. Unless, <laughs> Unless. no, don't become a Seath. <laughs> yeah, no, don't become just a Seath. So You're so hot. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. But yeah, it's like while Fang is still uh like kind of bent over in pain he like goes right up to her kind of like doing his little teleporty thing right up into her face yeah and um yeah she says so so if so if i did that and uh the primarch's like your focus would be fulfilled destroyed orphan and yeah lightning's just like so what and fucking swings at him and he just like dissipates and then like materializes like a couple feet over there he does a goku instant transmission yeah exactly mm -hmm. he does the uh the animators didn't feel like doing fight choreography in dragon ball Z, <laughs> so they just have them flashing on and off the screen yeah <laughs> but yeah like lightning says so what who says it has to be yeah, Snow's yeah. got his uh, his 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 like Crystal. Joker I, card that he's gonna win the whole game with. He just holds up Sarah's teal tear. And oh, says, poor Snow. <laughs> he says Sarah asked us to save Cocoon before she turned to Crystal. Save it, and that's what we're gonna do. Sarah was trying to tell us how to complete our focus, and we have. And as he's saying that, he gets cut off by the fucking Primark, just <laughs> laughing Primark's at like, him. Yeah, he's like, shut up. <laughs> Allow me to help you see the truth of things. The moment you arrived, your friend wept crystal tears. This was because her focus required that you be brought together. That girl did nothing but assemble the tools for Cocoon's destruction. And it's like, uh-oh, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> you hate to see it, folks. Which, like, I think is, like, a good, like, little subversion or whatever, because we have been, like, operating under the assumption that, like, okay, Sarah has brought us all together. Her focus was to bring us together to save the world. And it's like, oh, wait, her focus was to bring us together to destroy Cocoon. Oops. I think every single uh, member of our party before this battle was feeling pretty hopeful about the future. Yeah. Like, we have an attainable goal. We know what we're going to do and everything's going to be fine. And then they're like, this game is just like, no, we can't have everyone being happy. And, and like, we need <laughs> to have someone in crisis. So now we're going to make snow be in crisis by being like, no, everything you thought was a lie. Cause you've done this <laughs> shit. Oh my God. It is pretty, uh, it's pretty devastating. No, now, having said that, as a, d a big fan of Snow and also a dumb guy, I'm just like, nah, I don't buy it. I trust Sarah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm still like fully like, no, fuck this guy. I mean, she probably didn't have the whole picture either. Yeah, true. Yeah, she probably didn't know what her focus was. Yeah, because she doesn't need to if it's her focus yeah. just to assemble yeah, them. Yeah, absolutely. But 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 interesting that like yeah like a pulse falsy would also want to protect cocoon but like of course they would want to destroy cocoon as far as we know right? Yeah, right, yeah absolutely right. i mean it all adds up and it all makes sense from what we're hearing like yeah. this is this is an instance of like the big bad evil revealing their evil plan but in a way that's like yeah of course they would do that because like whatever their fucking plan is it's like something like they need us for it and yeah. like of course <laughs> why would 
Why would the uh, Pulse Falsy want <laughs> Sarah to help save Cocoon? No, you dumbass. Like, yeah, like it's 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 very much like a way too dank moment of your head just exploding. Like, <laughs> but Snow is visibly shaken by this. Oh, um, he's obviously. he's like, like looking he's, at the tear, and yeah, he, like, he's like, "Fuck, dude, I'm dumb yeah. as hell again." <laughs> and the Primarch says, "Did it never occur to you, or did you simply refuse to countenance the thought?" If you will not face the truth, then face the peril of your plight. Run, Lissy, and see how stark reality is. Mm-hmm. It's so good. But um, yeah, I guess a uh, code white starts kicking in or like the effects of it do because the ship has just not been running for a while now. Yeah. A- as this is all happening, he like lifts. It ran his... out of gas just idling too long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just idling. Yeah. He uh, he lifts his uh, scepter up and we see that owl circling around above us again and kind of starts swooping <laughs> down towards sure us. Do. And like the shadow gets enormous and uh, Dysley just like materializes up into it i guess or into a ship that's the, above the it? owl turns into a spaceship <laughs> yeah i wasn't sure if the owl turned into the spaceship or if the spaceship appeared above the owl <laughs> well now this makes me suspicious that the ship we found at the the gates was also a plant for us to oh find. yeah no everything leading us to this moment has just been like oh that was really convenient that we found this or that was really oh lucky. wow we're it's so like, lucky all this... this lady luck stuff and it's like literally no they have been pulling our strings the entire it's time. real truman show shit going on yeah 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 everyone's moving things around and making sure we we end up in the right spot the the ship is extremely uh blowing up <laughs> like yeah no the the palamacia is exploding it yeah, is it's it's very exploding um, but like we see Gal uh, Dysley kind of maybe get absorbed into the ship, but we have no choice but to get on the sh- on the uh, the new ship. The small. I one. didn't realize that we got on the new ship until we get to the next like cutscene. Well, I had to read about it. I was like, oh, I guess they just have multiple ships, right? Like I don't know which. That's ship why we're I assumed on. it happened. Is like it's like well, that's the only way out of here. It, that is like what it. happened. The only way out is to get on the ship that. Dysley has made for us luckily, via his owl. Luckily, the ship runs really well. Uh, the yoke is certainly not jammed in any way. And then we see <laughs> Saz is kind of struggling with the controls. And oh no, wait, I just remembered. He says, This is bad. The yoke's jammed. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> This is bad. But yeah, the the whole Palamacia like is exploding in the background. And Snow is like, I knew it was a trap. This is of course it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hope mentions that something's coming. And it's fucking Roche, baby. It's weird. He looks like he was holding like a radio to his head, but like as if he knows like something's coming. But oh. Yeah. Maybe it's just his his vibes. Yeah. <laughs> he, he can sense Roche's vibes. <laughs> Who is apparently alive. Didn't we see him get shot by a thousand bullets? We did, but it was also it was also that very weird thing of like we got out of that very precarious situation that was, we were surrounded by Sanctum and he got um what you said. Yeah. We, we weren't <laughs> sure who shot him or who killed him or whatever and stuff. So it's like, at this point it's like, Oh yeah. Every time we've escaped, we can assume that that was by their design. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Roche is in a real weird and cool spaceship thing. That's what is he in? I mean, it's the same thing that we fought with uh it's like a subjugator, but it's a black one. Is that a subjugator? Is that what that is? It, it, it looks like a subjugator, like the one we fought with uh, Hope and Snow, but it's just... Yeah. yeah, it really does. Kind of a more souped up one, which makes me realize... I didn't realize that this was a pilotable thing. I, I didn't either. I thought it was, a I thought it was a, uh, like a living creature. 
Yeah, but he shoots hella fucking uh, missiles out of it directly <laughs> at us. He shoots hell of missiles indeed. <laughs> and Saz, despite yoke being jammed, is jamming the yoke enough to uh, get us out of get get us out of this with some barrel rolls. We are not yoked. <laughs> not yoked. Saz is goaded on the sticks. Yeah, and this this cutscene is just like another like dog fight cutscene, which is very interesting because I was like. I like that this is in Final Fantasy 13 because I don't think any other Final Fantasy would do this. Just give us like a multiple minute fucking spaceship dogfight cutscene. Yeah. Uh, do you want to know what the ship is called? <laughs> yes. It's called the Proud Clad. The Proud Clad. Yeah. Ah, no, I want roast beef. You clad. <laughs> uh, so wait, the uh, the ship that Roche is flying or the one that we're flying? The ship Roche is flying. The proud clad, not the proud clod. Technically, nice. we don't know this yet, but technically the one we're flying right now is the Minerva. Oh, nice. Cool. Mm. Which is the name of the owl. We'll find that out. It's not a, it's not a reveal. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it's probably in the data logs uh, like yeah. immediately after this. Um, but yeah. Uh, Got a nasty fucking face. But uh, it's a very Star Wars-y now where it's like, I have you now kind of moment. It very much is, yeah. Not so fast, let's see. Yeah, but Saz like kind of is just losing control of the ship, and then he's like, "What the hell kind of ship is this?" Because it's it's basically like Evangelion. The Ava unit is controlling itself; has nothing right. to do with Shinji piloting it. Yeah, yeah. Also, Roche looks like he is wearing some apparatus. Maybe he's all full Darth Vadered up now. Oh yeah, maybe maybe he, he did get shot and fucked up. But yeah, this thing's fighting on its own and uh, kind of transforming and and continuing this dogfight even though Saz isn't doing anything which I guess makes sense with him thinking it was jammed and us still like barrel rolling and stuff I was like oh damn yeah. Saz is a really good pilot he can fly a broken plane the plane <laughs> has no engine and he's still flying it yeah like there's some really wild uh, moves where um yeah we're, we're just not we I guess but the ship is nearly like avoiding missiles and stuff but um like we're basically dive bombing and the <laughs> uh the subjugator I guess the uh Proud clad does this really cool like break and then like has missile launchers that kind of spread out like floating around it like they're yeah. not actually attached to the ship they're just kind of like little drones that launch missiles yeah it's a it's a really cool animation um but hope is like freaking out and he's like hey uh isn't there anything we can do and says like got me i give up which i'm like yeah at this point i would also probably just give up i would have given up like five chapters ago probably <laughs> so I get it. but um that charging missile Supposedly it makes a direct hit, but it does a fake out where it does a dive bomb. Like, oh no, they got shot down again just like before we got vile peaks. But then it swoops back up and it has like a crystallized like force field around it, like a shield. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Saz was like, what the, the hell the kind of ship is this? Fighting on its own? And he's like pounding at the controls. Because yeah, obviously like Disley or Minerva is basically just giving us such a freaking joyride. Yeah, yeah. And, and while we're in this like dogfight here and like the whole time we do see the palamacia just fucking exploding to shit in the background which is roche has no idea choice. too he's like ah clever aren't you <laughs> <laughs> but the the battle gets close enough to a city right which mm -hmm. i was like oh that's probably eden maybe but i don't know that it is it's just a floating city yeah so you know very cool but it looks looking. very modern very futuristic yeah yeah, I think the sh the city senses our approach. Yeah, it puts shields up. <laughs> it starts putting like almost like different strips at a time, which I think is kind of cool. It's almost like they're um, kind of growing again, like this kind of weird crystalline uh, I don't know, technology. Yeah, but it looks like it welcomes in the uh, the ship, the Minerva that we're on, because yeah. it has those kind of landing slash docking like glyphs, those waypoints, and we just kind of go through them and pass through the uh, shield no problem with Yag uh, just 
basic crashing right into yeah, it. Yeah, he crashes into the side. He can't get into it. Yeah. Uh, he's fine, though. He kind of, it, it, it bashes off of it like a, like a, a, a pissed off bird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dude, I'm looking at this fucking city. It looks awesome. Yeah, the city looks really cool. We see, like, a shot from, like, the street level where there's a kid looking up and he sees, you know, our ship flying by. And um, we see our party as well, like, looking behind us. And, you know, j they're all, like, very confused. And then... Um, the guy, we like, made it. Nothing yeah. Go, nothing go wrong now. Before before we go to the next, the next cutscene or the next scene of this while we're still flying through this town, I would just like to say that, to me... I feel like this is this city, the design of it to me seems like what if HR Giger was a utopian? What if he was like, everything's going to be all right? And what if HR Geiger was nice? <laughs> yeah, what if he was nice? Yeah, <laughs> what if he's like, I sure have good feelings about the future. What if he and used uh, a, a nice, subdued, like soft gray instead of just awful, like just oppressive, <laughs> yeah. like dark yeah. colors everywhere? Because there's weird, like. It's very like skeletal, like like the 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 metal work is very skeletal underneath like glass or like translucent substances, which is kind of like a gear thing, but it's very pleasant looking. It's very like it's very like optimist future, you know yeah. what I mean? I it's was like it's, oh, it's so pleasant looking that everyone in in our ship is looking at it. And the city is the world if meme that you see. Come <laughs> no, right. Yeah, the, the world without lawyers. <laughs> this, this is the world in which you could buy a very cute xenomorph plush and you'd be like, oh, he's adorable. I love uh -huh. him. I was actually thinking I would really like a Bartandalus uh, plush because it's such a weird design. And like when you see it, it would be a very good pillow. Yeah. Like when you see it in front of you, it's so scary and stuff. But like I was thinking about it, I'm like, what if he was just like a little guy, like a little guy sitting on my desk? He'd be very cute, like squishy, yeah. like the big face yeah. and the big smile, even though it's like sharp. You teeth. know, the way the heads are mounted, it makes me think of a freaking soft serve machine. <laughs> you take the heads out. You just like put like a little, you could just like self-serve like some uh, Froyo. Bartandalus is like, why the hell aren't they using Fira and, and Blizzaga and shit? And it's just like, <laughs> oh, sorry, Bart, uh, the, the ice cream machine's broken. Yeah. One, one cast vanilla, one cast chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, van Vanille kind of looks ahead at you know where we're flying and uh oh there's a building right there she says like right in front of us says look out and he he turns around just in time to see that we are just rocketing directly towards this like yeah oh there's no. not enough time to pull up <laughs> a second minerva has hit the south tower um <laughs> but luckily some strange energy just kind of like covers our ship and we like phase through it or it's very back to the future yeah we we back to the future out of here yeah we like teleport away yeah so uh, yeah, I think, uh, and then we can save, and then we can, then we can save. save. I think, I think. What that's is the fate of it, the right? ship? Where did the Minerva go? Who is what the is next for our? Let's see. Yeah. 1955. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then we go to 1955, and we have to, and so the Lassie will have to save the uh, summer ball dance under the under the sea dance. Hope has to make sure his parents meet. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the president of the United States? <laughs> Ronald Reagan. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, you know, for everything that Marty McFly did in, in Back to the Future, he didn't take out Reagan. So, like, yep. he could have done much better for us. Yep. He was pretty selfish with it, honestly. Yeah. Brown could have done it, too. But he decided to go freaking back to, like, cowboy land <laughs> and have a few kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whomst amongst us, though? Named Seamus. <laughs> yes, yeah, Seamus, yeah. Um, yeah, but that is the rest of the Palamecia. As the rest of chapter, what is that, nine? I think that was chapter nine, yeah. I think we're on chapter ten now. There's only four more chapters of this game. Oh, damn, really? Why didn't they only make 13 chapters? Oh, weird. 
<laughs> I was, uh, I was, so when we started this, I was like, okay, there's going to be 13 chapters of the game, obviously. And then I kind of got to like all of this part and I was like, you know what? Maybe there's just like 17 or 18 or something. Like there's probably still a, a good bit of the game left. And it's like, well, yeah. The chapter levels are like pretty arbitrary because some are fucking take forever to get through and others are super quick. I think 13 is even just like an epilogue as far as I know. Yeah, but uh, that's the thing. If this chapter felt thick, just get ready. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, for the for the next part of it, um, I was just like, well, it only took me 30 minutes to beat that fight and watch all these cutscenes, And I was kind of planning on just doing this for the whole day. I was like, well. I'll just play through the entire next chapter as well. <laughs> yeah. And it still took uh, a good, like, two and a half hours. Are you? Are, did you get through ten? I did, yeah. I got to the uh, okay. boss. Wow, oh, that's right. You were playing that. Yeah. I, haven't play, I haven't started it yet. Spoiler, there's a boss at the end of this chapter. <laughs> a tough one, if I remember the last time I played it. I but guess maybe we'll have to talk time. about it next week. I guess we will. Or, like, two weeks from now, depending on how long. I guess this section doesn't really have too much going on that would okay. require that much who knows we'll see that was, and that was the whole chapter you played all the way through 10 i i assume i i got to a tough boss fight and then okay then stopped all right well good that's that what a what a what a that was much more exciting than the last episode <laughs> <laughs> a lot less death i mean except for everyone on the ship yeah except for all RIP of our enemies <laughs> sorry flan flanberg we barely knew you oh all those flans no they they took the escape pods i saw them get out i hope they're, they're like the little the one little pixel like at the end of Super Metroid. Their union called them up and they were like, you guys got to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> they're like, the power just went out. Get the fuck out. But the Flanaters, they wouldn't get off the ship. They stayed behind to heal people. Actual heroes. Yeah, but they were healing like awful people then, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, they're pacifists. I would say if you're not explicitly part of psycom you're probably just like an innocent bystander who like works on land together strong <laughs> <laughs> it's like titanic it's like titanic um yeah that's that chapter it fucking ruled it was really good i'm sure we'll never see roche again i'm sure we won't I'm sure we'll never see bart again and we'll never see bart again that's why they famously call that fight bart one because <laughs> it's the one time butts handless they, they do call it bart one yeah that's weird that we like <laughs> that we beat this stupid ass fight and then the boss is like, all right, get in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get in, loser. Yeah, that, I was trying to think of the, the wording of it. Get in, loser. We're going to get in, loser. You're fill, filling your focus whether you, you yeah. want to or not. <laughs> I was too dumb to realize that like the Lysia had clearly gotten on the ship that Bartandalus called for us. Mm -hmm. um, but given that, and then given the scene afterwards where uh, Saz is like, oh, this thing is controlling itself. Like, we're going wherever Bart wants us to go or whatever. Like, it could be one thing where a part of the plan is like, oh, yeah, I left an escape pod for you and you think you got away. Yeah. But the fact that he didn't trust them enough to, like, actually get out alive. So he actually had to, like, escort them to their next location. Yeah, yeah just yeah. when we thought we were in control. But like you were saying, Carl, earlier, like everything up to this point has been pretty well led by the fallacy where they've like very much been in control, trying to get us together and get us to that point. Um, and it kind of does give context to like, oh, for so wherever we're at now, like after the ship has warped, we are just going to be going on like a tour of things that Bart wants us to see. 
Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. It, it's also funny. It, it's also funny to just show the incompetence of Psycom because their <laughs> main mission has been to kill us and take us down. And they like their direct report is like the Pope. And the Pope is just like, oh no, like we're gonna put you in this situation where you can kill as many dudes as you want, and then we're gonna, you know, zip <laughs> you out of there when things get a little too hairy and you won't be able to can like help. Does it. that mean <laughs> if Things went to plan, like on the Psycom side of things, to do a public execution. Was the plan for us to escape or the plan for right before just like cut transmission? Like, nope, we're doing things our way. Like, as far as people outside know, it's, they've seen the Palamese crash. Do they think Daisley made it off or not? Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's it's very interesting. to it, it, It's getting very like secret invasion, Um, I feel mm-hmm. like, where it's just like, oh, which one of you is a scroll? Like, which one can we trust? Like, yeah, yeah. Now, actually, there is going to be some back and forth about who is in charge of cocoon later. So that's interesting that you brought that up Yeah, because that kind of becomes a thing. The game is opening up in a very interesting and like hard to comprehend way after a long string of not being able to comprehend things. So it's pretty, that's the thing is I think this is the first part of the game where I can definitely understand people's complaint with 13 that like the story is just so fucking far off the rails what is happening like yeah it doesn't make any sense none of this matters like it's all just random and like if you don't put your nose to the data logs a little bit it can seem that way but i do think that like since we have the three of us and we can kind of discuss motivation and like the scenes and greater clarity it's keeping us a little more on track I'm I'm excited to get into it more next week after like the the revelation that happens uh there because I was just like I was kind of getting into that but I ch- chalk that up more up to like having like th- several days in a row of doing a lot of Final Fantasy shit and a lot of podcasting <laughs> to yeah. be like oh I can't like wrap my head around this shit so yeah that's fair yeah it, it's definitely veering into that territory I think it comes together pretty well but like yeah. I'm excited. No hate to anybody who is like, what is happening? Oh, yeah. Anyone who doesn't like this game is completely like valid in that opinion. Like, uh, you're valid in your wrong opinion. That's fine. This game's great. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I say to people, like, I'm probably enjoying it because I have two people helping me, like, <laughs> I, understand it. I probably am enjoying it. It takes three people to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, you, yeah. if you want to play 13 and have a good time, you need three people. You need it. at least two friends, which is a <laughs> steep uh, entry. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I bounced off of Dark Souls many times until yeah. <laughs> I started talking to you and uh, our friend Robbie about it on the regular. And then I was like, oh, now I love this game. This game yeah. is the best game of all time. So that's the hint. If you don't like a game, you need two friends who play it. Yeah. <laughs> that's the party. And, uh, that's the party. Yeah, what's our, what's our, what's our, what's our paradigm is a podcast. Yo, yeah. What's our paradigm is <laughs> a podcast. Wait, hold on. You put the, um, you put the uh, paradigms in the discord. Let me see. <laughs> Let me see what ours is. That seems like a, a um, embroidery you'd hang on the wall like this paradigm is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're all a bunch of white guys at similar age, so we're certainly not diversity. Um, <laughs> oh my God, I know exactly what we are. We are Commando Saboteur Saboteur, but the Japanese name for it. We are Calamity Circus. <laughs> <laughs> New podcast name, let's go. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, anyway, Alex, do you want to jam our yoke? <laughs> no good. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. Thank you, Masashi Amauzi, for the game music. You can leave us a review or rate us on iTunes and Spotify. And same goes for YouTube now. Yeah, you can like our videos on YouTube. Yeah, add it to a playlist. Comment first, even if I did it first. 
<laughs> even if I downvote them all. Yeah, I should, <laughs> I should go uh, start commenting first on YouTube videos where I'm clearly not the first. <laughs> That's going to be the new meta for 2023 is commenting first when you're far from being the first. Go, go, to, our, go to our YouTube videos, comment who else listening in 2024. <laughs> <laughs> I go into the uh, public uh, transactions on... Uh, Venmo. On... Uh, on Venmo and just write first. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start going to some of our YouTube videos and just in the comments being like, "Yo, who else is here because of H3H3?" Or like some big fucking like huge podcast. Yo, who else here because of Pod Save America? <laughs> Does that shit still exist? Uh, probably. Have they saved America yet? Well, yes. Uh, <laughs> you can call or text us at five three zero Materia and ask us. Who else is listening? <laughs> and you can find us at every FNFF on Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. You can find links to those in the description. And you begged us for the podcast and did it not come to pass. <laughs> <laughs> See you, everyone. Learn your place. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye.